Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Nastra Vision. That's N-H-S-T-R-A-Vision.com. Catch all the local racing from Monadnock, Lee, Claremont, and Hudson. That's NastraVision.com. Get $10 off Nastra Vision All Access with promo code BFP. Do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, today's episode is also brought to you by Circle B Diecast for all of your diecast needs and merchandise. And be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. Do you enjoy our dumb show? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program today for just $4.69. Nice. Nice. You can become a Patreon pal, patreon.com slash black flag podcast. Some perks to being a pal include access to a monthly bonus episode, ask us any question for our weekly Patreon question segment, discounts on all of our merchandise, access to exclusive giveaways, or just giving us a friendly tip to help us afford our endeavors that we tell about you every week. Once again, that's just $4.69 a month, patreon.com slash black flag podcast. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets it. If they changed the rules and took the champions provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So, uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we actually out we beat him so it's all good all right boys and girls this is gonna be episode 229 of the black flag podcast and as always we're all currently texting each other in our group (laughs) chat because i had a question but didn't want to talk over the uh, intro opening (laughs) yeah in the time that it took for the intro to start i realized that the soundboard and the reason why like i think this is the applause why that was always so quiet uh you're never gonna believe this but there was a knob that was turned all the way down. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And is that then, all the sounds? And then I had... How loud is the beep now? Yeah. That's, oh, see, that okay. one's the same. Okay. That gets your attention. What well, about the rest of them? I mean, this one was always pretty... pretty. <laughs> Let's go. I feel like such a DJ over here. <laughs> yeah. Bradley but, on the ones and twos. Yeah. DJ, DJ Saucy B over there. The, the um, thing is, is that this looks like you could control a helicopter, but really it's like podcasting for dummies well, you could and it's really not that difficult but you certainly could at least control a submarine with it oh my oh uh, yeah yeah i mean i can do that with my with my cell <laughs> phone 64 controller yeah um but yeah episode 229 i am charlie sanborn uh you are bradley saucier across from me and then over to the left of the triangle here is bobby timmons uh the three of us all had uh di- a little bit different weekends right and bradley you were i don't what'd you even do where were you brad I went to Luke Combs. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't do much uh, race doing? caring. He's uh, he's doing good. Yeah, he's, yeah. he can still shotgun like a motherfucker. Of the program. Yep, yep. Good friend. We were hanging out out uh, backstage, and uh, you that's know, not just true. I feel playing playing guess who and whatever connect four. Yeah, no, we. Uh, I mean, I, I could just breeze right through my weekend. It's pretty straightforward. You we uh, guess who? Yeah, like the plastic flip yeah, up picture that's what thing. We we're doing. That's I haven't what, seen one of those since that's what, that's fucking what, Nam. That's what friends do. Did you guess who? I did, yeah. He did too. So I don't know how you score that, but are um, they still like? Nah, I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. Okay, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> disregard the watermelons. Um, so we were actually out in the parking Easy. lot uh, <laughs> eating uh, eating eating water, watermelons and um, just whatever. We we went out into uh, tailgate. We planned on getting there for uh, right as they, the parking lot's open, one forty five. Um, planned to get to our hotel at twelve. We're gonna go go karting beforehand. Um, naturally, Amanda and I coming from Maine. Um, with the people that live, you know, within 45 minutes, uh, a couple people were an hour and a half, two hours, but, uh, we, uh, we got there, um, right at noon 
where when we were supposed to, and um, everyone else showed up at a brisk one uh, thirty to one forty five. So luckily, in the hotel parking lot, there was a fucking nine nine restaurant where uh, we went in. Promptly made uh, the did nice bartender. Uh, we did. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Blaze uh, Borges and I went in, and uh, we made the bartender turn the uh, LPGA tournament from that to the Nash trucks. And um, naturally, when you have time to kill and literally eight coolers full of beer, you go into the local restaurant and uh, get margaritas. Yeah. To uh, start the day, you know, you got to kickstart the heart or whatever they uh, whatever Luke Holmes says. There, yeah. Is there yeah. actually another option? Um, no. Well, I mean, it it would have just probably been a lot more convenient to just crack a couple in the parking lot that you are already purchased no it's not that right yeah Yeah. see you know i this is why i don't have like a financial give me the hard way 10 out of like they're gonna or 10 out of nine times right right so yeah naturally we get there about like nothing crazy two two thirty. josh merrill made it like i mean he had like ribs that were like the best ribs i've ever had in my life he had like steak sandwiches that were like the best steak sandwiches i've ever had like steak bombs it's almost like he's a chef for a living i know right and and blaze was just like that Blaze was like, I'm never going to eat steak ever again because of how good this one was. It's going to just ruin every experience from now on. And uh, uh, I don't know, steak t- or the steak tips at a uh, fucking, where is that place? Digger Odell's. Digger, yeah, that one. Yeah, that mm. one's really good. That, that's the only reason why I want to go to the ice slip just to go to take the boat across. Go to Diggers, sit there all afternoon, wait for Freddie to get done spotting Jimmy Blue. Not even go to the races. And then just be like, hey, Freddie. Actually, it would be like, <laughs> like, like that one time one of our friends was at the Oyster Pub, and it definitely wasn't Freddie. So, um, but I know we, uh, we were there all day just tailgating, went into the show. Uh, right as we're, we walked in right as Laney Wilson was probably halfway done her set. Um, we were pretty late, long, long walk. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good show. Ended up uh, leaving the stadium. This is my first time at Gillette. Like, on um, could not have been further away from the exit we were looking for. Uh, just went to the first one, and we had to walk probably three and a half miles back to where our car was parked. But uh, cool. Did uh, have some pro tips from some people that have been there before who said um, just don't even uh, try to leave for a really long time. So that's what we did. We stayed, uh, had a bunch of burgers, cooked up some burgers. Um, played, uh, you know, a little bit of cornhole at our own, like little dance competition in the park. We were, I mean, we were literally the last ones in the parking lot and, uh, just drank a lot of beers wide, wide. And, uh, yeah, that yeah, was every, it. every Patriots game I've ever gone to. We take all the tailgate shit back out, fire up the grill. Yeah. yeah. It gets yeah. cooler out. That's exactly huh. what we did. And it was, it was <clears> to the point where like the, so the beers were <clears throat> 12, 13 bucks on the show, which like has come, you got to expect it. I mean, it's egregious, but you got to expect it. And then, um, we but they they closed down. I mean, Luke was like on his fourth or fifth song, and they like I I was like yeah, oh, I'm on a first name basis. Yeah, 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 LC, yeah, yeah. LC, yeah, <laughs> and I uh, he uh, he was on his third or fourth song, and uh, I looked at uh, Mosh Daryl, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna go grab a couple of beers. He's like, they, I think they closed, and I was like, no fucking way they closed. He's like, yeah, they did. So now we're sitting there for the next like 19 songs. And then the walk to the car. And like, by the time we got back, we were sober and yet yeah, we were like actually actively hungover. All of us, uh, <laughs> at least Josh, I can only speak for Josh. Um, Nothing Blaise worse than myself. being hungover before you go to bed. Oh yeah, my God. That yeah. Is the worst. So as one does, and you just watched, uh, Elsie, you know, uh, <laughs> shotgun two beers on stage, Josh and I go back and promptly shotgun two beers of our own. And on then stage. you just, you got to kickstart the heart like, uh, Riley Green says. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, it was a good time. That was all pretty much i did all weekend we woke up uh, pretty late and i uh, went to brunch and then i just went home and uh, watched a little bit of uh any mimosas for brunch or no they actually i don't even you, think that you they didn't, had do, them. You didn't do brunch right then. no i know i know i know yeah. i, I love I'm a mimosa 
Um, but uh, they didn't. They just didn't have them. I, don't I love think. a mimosa, but you got to be careful because champagne is just a fucking violent beverage. Mm. It really is. Mm. Um, Had I known that I was going to make a man to drive the whole way home, uh, I would have definitely indulged in some adult <laughs> beverages. Whether they sold them at that place or not, I would have brought some in. So relatively low key then. Yeah, a couple days too, too crazy. But no. Bob, um, Bob, you bend it. Yeah, um, go kart trained out on Friday. They did. We saw Jesse. We got to have a couple beers in the announcers. That was actually really fun. Yeah, we knew it was going to rain out like the whole time, so we're just pounding beers in the (laughs) announcers tower. You you say that like I all afternoon wasn't just like all right, like I'm going to leave work at this time, like go to go karts. Like oh, it looks like it's a nice day outside. Like ah, you know, I'm I'm excited for go karts tonight. You don't realize how um, much you bank on the side jobs of announcing until you get rained out fucking 10 times. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, like partially, partially that because I was pretty much just going to cover the hotel and drinking expenses with, with that side job. And so I had absolutely no idea that there was even remotely close to a chance of rain in the afternoon. Oh, it was down. And then I opened up the weather app and that's when I sent you guys the screenshot and I was like, uh, okay. And that literally like, 10 seconds before I was walking out the door to head that way. So you're just on the drive like, well, we're going to get rained out, but mm, you got to give it a shot, you know? Yeah. So we did uh, get one and a half practices in. Hey, hey, yeah. That's something. That's yeah. better than half a practice. That's better than none at all. Right. Yeah. And we ended up uh, at Skips for some pool darts and fun. Like the, as the <laughs> what did Jesse says. think of uh, Skips? He said this was exactly how he envisioned it in his head when we described <laughs> it to him. Um, oh, that place is gross, but I love it. Yeah, and we decided it was way too early to be at Skip's uh, all night, so um, Brad ended up going home, like he said, he had a busy day Saturday, and uh, Rusty and I, we took Jesse to Eric's church, um, gave him the full uh, the full experience. and uh, Did he do a fall down? No, but he was... Uh, Hot potty? <laughs> he at one point was like, I, I need to go home. Go <laughs> That's a long way home. And I was uh, like, yeah, dude, we'll, we'll go. I, we yeah. are indeed built different. I've, we, I've, we're, we're swapping stories back and forth, and he was just like, Jesus Christ, this is how tonight's going to be? I'm like, no, no, these are the Hall of Fame stories. We're, tonight's going to be mild. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know if I'm even ready for mild. We we, <laughs> we had we walked into Skips, and not only – so obviously we go there later in the night, right? Well, it was as dead as I've ever seen it or we've ever seen oh. it, and we're just standing around the fucking like, back table right before you get into basically the dance the dance floor, and there is some the you can only describe him as the male version of Susan Boyle, just up there belting out the song. I don't even know what the song was, Crushed but he was karaoke rushing it. Was he like, also hideous? Yes, that's yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> what, and, and he was like eleven out of ten when it comes to singing. And I, I was like, this is fucking Buxton, Maine, dude. Like, <laughs> settle man, down. Yeah, you gotta like move to uh, literally anywhere else. But uh, no, that was that was really the only highlight of going out. I even I went to. Uh, I went to Eric's for one because Amanda was supposed to go. My phone died and I've been, we've been going on so many road trips and I left my phone charger in her car. So, you know, Shelby and Rusty were like, oh yeah, Amanda said she's going to come. I was like, all right, cool, cool. So I get there, walk inside. I'm like looking around. She's not here. Waiting for all of them to walk in. I like order a drink and then Shelby's like, oh yeah, she said she's not going to come. And I was like, well, I'm getting one and then I am fucking <laughs> off. So I <laughs> uh, definitely need to get ready for uh, the big day. But uh, yeah, Friday was, Friday was fun. Yeah, so yeah. Saturday we had our annual stop at uh, Wiscasset for the Smack Tour, and uh, boy, I wish it rained out. It would save me a lot of money. <laughs> Why? Uh, what happened? Uh, you biffed it. Yeah, drove yeah. it right straight in the fence, wide open. Um, All right, did you? Do we have one on concrete walls now, or what do you mean? Like, it, are they still undefeated? Or yeah, nah, yeah, fuck. we're gonna need a bigger vehicle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shit. 
Yeah, we had we had a good little car. It weren't great, but I you know when I won that race last year, I still really wasn't happy with the car. It just was a you know it just was one of those days. My whole year last year, I had so many things go right and get so many lucky breaks, and you need that in racing. And this year, I can't do anything right. This year, I have fucked up everything. Uh, so when I came to rest after you know the right front's now in my lap, and I just was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was probably due for one of these. Um, <laughs> We were running fourth, 50-lap race, which was probably too many laps up there. All of our tires are corded and shredded and blistered. And Coming down the backstretch, I, w- I had started third. Um, or no, I started fourth, actually. And just it was one of those just races where it was guys who started up front were going to finish up front. That's kind of 350 super racing most of the time. And... Uh, George Helliwell was third, and I was starting to reel him back in with 10 to go. And I'm like, well, I think I'm going to catch him. Passing him is going to be one thing, but I think we're at least going to race for it. And and uh, about the second that that thought crossed my head, um, I was about halfway down the backstretch, car dropped, felt the chassis hit the ground, and I grabbed as much left-hand wheel as I could, two-footed the brake. And it's amazing how fast your brain works when you're headed at a wall at 100 mile an hour. Because my the whole time I'm like, gotta hit square, gotta hit square. Don't hit right front first, because it's gonna climb the wall and flip. And you really don't need your friends to rag on you for flipping again. <laughs> um, and then my second thought was, I hope this doesn't hurt either. Well, and yeah. safety. <clears throat> it really was a. It wasn't that hard of a hit. Um, safety you know, EMTs they come running. Are you all right? I'm like, yeah. Why? What happened? <laughs> Did I wreck? <laughs> like there's shit everywhere. Typical plane crash. The right the right front's <laughs> literally like three feet from my lap. Um, you know, get out and they're like, are you sure you're all right? You sure you're all right? And, you know, they, they love a good domestic violence joke. I'm like, oh, shit, I've had ex-girlfriends punch me in the face harder than that. Um, well, I thought that was hilarious. Not many others did. <laughs> About the third time it didn't get a laugh. I'm like, all right, stop using that one. Um, yeah, so I'm good. Car's pretty tore up, but nothing we can't fix. Um, everything did its job. It, like I said, it didn't really feel like that hard of a hit. Bolt-on um, stuff, or are we talking? Yeah, it's all, it's all bolt-on stuff. It did hurt the shock tower on the chassis, but I'll you know, hit it with a hammer and weld it back in place. That's, you know, I had enough spares that shit, I could have had the thing ready to go, you know, for Sunday if I really needed to, but, um, you know, we don't race again until August 12th, um, you know, with my schedule in the 350s, so I got plenty of time to fix it, you know, I'm not going to kill myself, you know, working around the clock all night to fix it, but, uh, it was still still a tough day. Um, the the way they do their lineups in the heat race, uh, you draw, and the draws are so critical for these cars because it's track position racing. So you need to get a good draw, and you need to finish in the top three of the heat race to make the redraw for the feature. You know that's that'll make or break your whole day. You know White Mountain, I got a bad heat draw, missed the redraw, and was was going to start tenth in that race, um, which pretty much eliminates any chance of winning. Uh, so. We, uh, we could get the draw all done. I drew outside pole the first heat. Um, Nettie Humphrey was going to be on the pole. I'm like, perfect. Let's start the day off. I get interviewed by Nick Huff and, and Brandon Simmons. You know, they do, uh, they put all these interviews on their YouTube channel. And in the middle of the interview, some guy is like screaming, oh, we got to redo the draw. We got to redo the draw. And I, I actually get distracted during the interview. I was like, ah, oh, guy's yelling about something. And they tell us they forgot uh, a chip. So when PJ Sturgis went to draw, there was no chips left to draw. And I'm like, gotta be fucking kidding me sick because like i said it's you know, your whole day could be you know hinging upon this draw so the anxiety of it is the worst part of the day for me like i hate the anxiety before the draw and then you get the elation of a good draw like a good starting spot and you're like fuck yeah and then you do what i do and you turn around and you literally pull the last fucking chip in the bag 16 out of 16 
Fuck yeah. I'm like, dude, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Um, so I was like, I was already pissed. I'm like, this is so stupid. Um, but I don't know what else to do other than just don't fuck up the chip, the chip draw to begin with. So started uh, last in the second heat and got to third, um, which was good. So it all ended up being a moot point and uh, had a good redraw, started fourth in the feature. But um, Smack ended up losing all their races with uh, with Mayberry and Mashad. So um, that also kind of sucks. That means no uh, remake at White Mountain, no Thunder Road, no Oxford 250 weekend, and no Thompson World Series weekend. Um, they're trying their best to, to add in some shows, but definitely like between that and then now this crash, I'm like, I don't even give a fuck about chasing the series for points anymore. You know, my goal all year was to try to win a championship on the smack tour. And we've had four races. We just lost four. Um, and I have two DNFs. So I'm like, you know what? I don't even care if we go to the next one. Well, the next one's now, I guess going to be at Groveton instead of thunder road. We're going to have double features. So I'll try to get it fixed for that. But, um, Definitely a bummer. I was really looking forward to running 350s at Oxford and Thompson again. So it certainly was a a day that kind of took a lot of wind out of my sail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously tearing up a race car is shitty, but, you know, even before the race, I was, I was just like, whatever. This is, I don't even know what I want to do anymore. Um, but, yeah, enough, enough me uh, bitching and moaning. Yeah, that, well, uh, the, 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 the lack of Oxford is the one that definitely hurts uh, us, the program, and a lot of the friends of the program that we're going to be obviously coming up <clears> for the 250 weekend. I, I feel like I've heard a lot of people, especially the last two years, I guess, just say that, you know, oh, I've never been to Oxford. Like, oh, I really want to go to Oxford. Or, like, you know, oh, I'm coming to Oxford. So uh, there's been a lot of people I know that uh, you know, are coming to Oxford for either either last year was their first time or this year is their first time. And uh, just, you know, being a kid that, you know, grew up going to Oxford, going to the 250 weekend, knowing that 350 smack was going to be there. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, that's like. That was going to be a good race. It was definitely going to be over 20 cars. I was going to say, um, yeah, you're going to bring at least 20 that which, weekend. For me, I, I kind of said this last week too, you know, where White Mountain, I still got to race, you know, where those guys didn't. Um, I still get to race. Uh, they added big block supers in Friday instead. But. Fuck yeah. There's 10 of us, you know, and in, one of the Patreon questions kind of alludes to it. There ain't much racing going on these things. You know, they're, they're cool because of what they are, but as far as your side-by-side, you know, tr- you know, side-by-side racing and, and beating and banging and all that, you don't have any of that. And the smack race was definitely going to be a, a way better show at Oxford than um, big blocks, but no, it is what it is. I'm still going to go to the world series too at Thompson. Like I'm not missing that, you know, just going to run one car instead of two, mm-hmm. which is uh, probably better anyway because it's usually a chinese fire drill every time we have both cars there yeah uh well we were at oxford this past weekend um supporting the limited division yet again with nate behind the wheel the 23 um just kind of a long day really um you know we we love being there we love being at the racetrack we love oxford and um you know everything that they're doing with that division and adopting it and uh there's some other things going on, but, uh, no, we were there and, uh, just kind of a tough day for Nate. He, uh, he was second quick in one of the practices and then fourth quick in another practice. So, uh, we brought a pretty good little piece. We were happy with it. Uh, made some, made some changes at the shop that made sense to us. And we, we were excited to, to try out and obviously it worked and, uh, kind of just tweaked on it throughout the day. And he went back out there and, um, just an experience uh, kind of got the best of us. Unfortunately, Nate's a, a, a hell of a little race car driver. He kind of got fucked in his mad bomber race. He, he had worked his way up all the way through the field, got up to second, restarted outside, uh, outside pole and uh, ended up getting his left front tire cut down from the guy on the inside of him, whether it was intentional or not, who knows, but um, 
he was also racing for the championship in that series, and I think he was leading the points. So he was already a little frustrated at the end of that one. And then uh, we got him in the the twenty three, and you know there was one instance there at the kind of the beginning of the race where you know Matt's on the radio saying inside, 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 and just kept on going left. Uh, kind of wiped himself out, unfortunately, in the the beginning stages of the race there. And we told him just you know shake it off, shit happens. Uh, started picking his way back started up. Started playing through. Taylor Swift over the radio. Yeah. Mm. Uh, started picking his way back up through, though. Was doing a good job. Made it back up to, I think, like sixth or seventh and kind of did the same thing again uh, and um, got into another little uh, scuffle there. Luckily, he didn't get wiped out, but then Yellow comes out and uh, then he was in the big one with Smith there um, where Smitty ended up getting fucking water right up. He was a good three feet off the ground. It was pretty spectacular to watch, but. Um, Would you say you can't burn the tires up if they're not on the ground? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, the best way to save tires is if they're in the air. Um, it is, it is uh, wild that uh, out of the two of our friends or our, our you know close gaggle members that wrecked this past weekend, uh, Bob didn't catch air in his plane, and Smitty caught air in his uh, his full fender car. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, uh, I saw that picture actually this afternoon for the first time because I was kind of oblivious to what happened up there, and I was like, holy shit. Smith right up in there. Yeah. Right yeah. up Nate, in the orbit. <laughs> Nate was, like I said, charging his way back up through, and he did a hell of a job avoiding that one. Um, but the yellow came out, restarted, and uh, I, it was Josh Hodgson, Nate, and the 0-5 kind of stuffed it three wide. It was Nate was kind of in like a groove and a half, and Josh was also kind of in a, like a groove and a half, and the 0-5 didn't necessarily have to push it, but like I probably might have done the same thing if I was. The, it was one of those fucked up racing deals, and uh, they get stuffed three wide, and Nate gets into Josh, and Josh ends up getting all fucked up and rips the whole his literal half of the the tailpiece was stuck in our car. So Nate comes in, I peel a fucking spoiler and half a bumper cover out of it, and the whole left side of the car is tuna canned, and Nate goes out there and finishes the race, and. Uh, I'm down there in, in pit road talking to the Harrisons and saying like, Hey, you know, if you guys need anything, let us know from the beginning, you know, fuck up of the race and all that stuff. And, um, they was pretty bummed out, uh, which understandably it just, it was a bad night. Uh, he's only had, I think five races of which, you know, he finished seventh, knocked the radiator of it, finished second, got in a scuffle the last time out. And then this, this time. So, He's had a few bad draws, unfortunately, but um, he's learning still. I get it. I was also that age in that car at one point in time, and you know, I had to point out to him, I said, at this point in my sports series career, I had hit the front stretch wall by myself for my first time ever in it, and then I got kicked out of the racetrack <laughs> the last race for destroying Russell Morris and Sally Girardi under front yellow. Front stretch so. walls are really long ways away from the racetrack at Beatridge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Nate hasn't done that. So, um, no, it's, uh, it's just been a learning experience, and I, we knew that going into it, and like I said, he was pretty bummed out, so you just got to kind of put your arm around him and be like, you know, you fucked up, right? He's like, yeah. I said, are you going to do it again? He said, no. I said, are we going to fix the car? He said, yeah. I said, all right, then we're good. Let's let's start picking some stuff up. So um, he's a hell of a little race car driver. He is. Um, he just needs some more time, and he'll, he'll get it figured out for sure and uh, hopefully get some more trophies. So that was our, that was our Saturday. Uh, it was a long day. We ended up going to uh, McDonald's afterwards, and apparently that is the apparently. stop. Apparently, apparently that is the stop for literally everybody who races at Oxford. That McDicks, that's like part of the gas station on the way back on Route 26. And uh, 
Kevin Kimball hooked us up. He gave us the ride there to the racetrack with his truck. And we get there like two hours early because we had been getting there like an hour early and I, we weren't getting a pad and we almost like killed ourselves like five times, like trying to jack it up on the, the pavement and all that stuff. So I'm like, well, I just want to get there early. I want to make sure we get a pad, be good to go. Well, we showed up first ones there. I'm like, of course, naturally. Right. So we ended up going, uh, me, Nate, Kevin and Spencer. I conned Spencer, get out of his truck. I said, let's, let's go, let's go Tekken boys. They're like, what fucking, what is that? I said, we're going antique and we're going to the flea market down the road and <laughs> bringing the Barth boys, Jesus, Kevin Kimball and myself to two flea markets a couple hours before the races electric. Uh, I think every leather motorcycle jacket was, uh, was tried on <laughs> at one point, uh, mm. <laughs> um, all sorts of DVDs and, uh, you know, VHS tapes apparently are still a thing very much. So, uh, well, if they're not in the landfill. Classic, uh, just weekly autograph session pictures from Oxford at just a random table. Uh, pretty <laughs> sick. Would have bought all of them. <laughs> of which one was like framed for $12 of somebody I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, I was all for it. Uh, but no, we had a time. Uh, and then we ended up going to McDick's afterwards. I taught everyone what a McGangbang is. Um, Apparently that is not a thing for the the next generation boys. So we have some learning to do for them. Uh, it's not on TikTok yet. Yeah, those that don't know a McGangbang is you order a McDouble and a McChicken and you make it one sandwich. Um, it's not as gross as it sounds. I promise. It is the move and it's only two dollars. So uh, do it next time you're there. And then uh, what did we do yesterday? Yesterday was Sunday, right? Only. Mm. Oh, yesterday we went to the pool, Matt's dad's house. So. Yeah, yesterday was a good pool day. It was I, a good uh, pool day. <clears throat> once I got my car completely stripped apart, I proceeded to drink uh, 12 Kona Big Waves in about six hours. Fuck yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I uh, almost texted you to see if pooling was still pooling with the fact that you crashed your plane. And uh, <laughs> then by the time by, we went out to brunch, by the time we got back like in the car and we were stuck in traffic, we were going to get home like 4.30. I was like, yeah. I am just not going to go get a bathing suit and come back, unfortunately. I also yeah, that's, had to, too, that's too late. Yeah, I also had front of the program Dylan Estrella. Offer uh, offer up his pool. I think he said he was going to be grilling and chilling, uh, and that's very close <clears throat> to Foxborough. So almost uh, made Amanda take a right, but uh, kind of uh, still hadn't really unpacked from Loudon, and then going to the Dirty Heads on Wednesday, and then <laughs> fucking just uh, just one thing after another happening. Uh, we'll say it was so fun to go to the Dirty Heads, uh, a show that's like not something that they're not like uh, going to be top ten on my Spotify Wrapped. Let's just say that. But um, uh, uh, nonetheless, they have so many bangers that are like people people know the songs, but they don't know like they're from the Dirty Heads and they have a bunch of stuff that I'd never heard of before. But uh, undoubtedly, the best part was just the ride home with C-Money and just <laughs> him going through the drive through of Wendy's. He's like, <laughs> first thought he goes into the gas station, comes back out. He's like, you guys want to get Wendy's? Yeah, sure. He's like, no more rice and goes, pulls into the drive through <laughs> and literally he's sitting there. He's like, so what am I getting? I'm like, I want a five dollar biggie bag. He's just like, all right. Four, five dollar biggie bag. He said, What do you want to drink? Sprite? I was like, chocolate frosty. He goes, All right, I got it. four, five dollar biggie bags, chocolate frosty. I was like, Yep, sounds good. Gets up to the window, guy's like, Can I take your order? He's like, Yeah, can I get uh four Noah Gregson five dollar biggie bags with a chocolate frosty? And the guy's like, Four who? What was that? Uh, biggie bags with a chocolate frosty? He's like, yeah, four or five dollar Noah Gregson biggie bags, chocolate frosty. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah, four biggie bags, chocolate frosty. He's like, yeah, Noah Gregson. He's like, <laughs> he's like, all right. 
He's like, your total's fucking whatever. Like, come up to the front. And so <laughs> the guy opens up the window and he's just like, yeah, your total's like 1452. He's like, no, Gregson. Fucking hands him his card. And then the guy's just sitting there, like, running his card. And the Frosties are all just lined up in a row. And he goes, those are Frosties? The guy's like, yeah. He's like still swiping his car. He's just like, no, Gregson. <laughs> I sent like a 50-second video to Noah. He goes, that kid's my fucking hero. Uh, but it was just so fun. Just electric TV. And like I've done that before, and they have like absolutely they're they're just like what the fuck did you just say like did, yeah they don't know who he is well <laughs> yeah order him a gangbang through the drive well yeah exactly <laughs> exactly that's what i'm saying is like mo so many people that go through the drive-thru it's not that they like don't know who he is it's just that at the time i feel like you're just so like what are these people saying and then like nine times out of ten it's just someone that's like on lsd and they're just like can i get chocolate pie what's the <laughs> like what's what the it fuck? dane cook <laughs> pickles <laughs> Sweet and sour sauce all over my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not be shocked. That's like this is just such a thankless job. I feel so bad for those people. Whopper. It's like I was, I, I don't remember who was saying it this weekend, but uh, we were talking about just like crazy like viral videos. And I think it might have been played. He's like, you ever see the videos where like someone like gets like a large Coke or whatever and then just fucking throws it back in? <laughs> just like, yes. And that's fucking terrible, dude. Those people are already on the verge of fucking mass murder. That's not going to help. Yeah. It's help push you over the edge to unalive yourself. Instead of someone throw a complete milkshake on your shoes. Oh through the my God, dude. Them. Yeah. The better ones though were when people would get the ice cream and somebody would come running in between the building and the car and like intercept the handoff. <laughs> yeah. You got to time that so perfectly oh, yeah. too, which yeah. is just cause like, I feel like that's one of those deals where if the cone is put out and like they go, like if it's a couple seconds late, they're going to try to put it even more in the car and then you're just going to rip the mirror off. Like, <laughs> you're going to truck that mirror, break the poor kid's arm. That's handing you your food. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it was, I don't know. That, that was that was the best drive through experience. I, I don't get fast food often, and that was just so electric. That guy was just so. I wish I not could interested. find it and send it to you because I've never laughed so hard at Danny Duncan. This when he pulls up to the drive through and just punches his own window out <laughs> instead of rolling it down. Yeah. He just punches it and shatters it. Yeah, I think I've seen that before. <laughs> that shit's so funny. Oh man. Ah, uh, but yeah, that uh, that was the weekend. That was the weekend. That yeah, was actually NASCAR fucking, to triangles. I was fucking exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, yeah that that did happen. I I was ecstatic. I was watching the like I said truck race at the ninety nine, uh, having good, some bad for Kyle Busch. And uh, yeah, I was I was um, I had money on Kyle Busch. Uh, if you uh, listen to the playbook, I I said that I was going to take the Kyle Busch uh, weekend sweep. Um, take Kyle Busch to win sat, uh, Sunday too, which he didn't even really come close. He hit the wall about a fucking thousand times. Um, but yeah, I had Kyle Busch in that race. Um, and I actually was just sitting there kind of crafting parlays. And, you know, I was like, ah, you know, I'm going to take Kyle Busch. Then who do I think is going to win the Xfinity Series race? And I'm like, all the junior motorsports kind of fading him. I was like, it really is just John Anemacek, Cole Custer. And then I was like, I really like the odds on Austin Hill. He's like plus 14,000. So I parlayed Kyle Busch in Austin Hill for $10 and won $295. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was pretty pumped. We were in the middle of the Luke Combs show. And like, I didn't watch a single second of the Xfinity Series race. Um, watched the good amount of the truck race. Watched that last lap battle. That was pretty cool. Because um, you could tell like for four or five laps, Kyle was the better truck. And like he... In that situation, I feel like if you have a truck regular behind you, like you have Ty Majeski or really anyone behind you, 
that guy's going to sail it down in on the bottom and he's going to wreck either both you guys or at least wreck you. And Kyle didn't really touch him. He just already, he had a good enough position and Haim washed high enough that like, I mean, Haim kind of overdrove the corner, but Kyle just made him lift and didn't really touch him and just kept on going. And uh, I was pumped to see that obviously last lap pass. Those are electric. And that was one of the few times I've ever been cheering for Kyle Bush in a lower series. Uh, <laughs> I'll take anyone winning over Corey Haim. That was a pretty dicey little pass that he had, though, there on the tunnel turn. It was pretty ballsy what he did. Corey, Corey Heim has been having one fuck of a year for some kid that, you know, he, I mean, he raced the, the truck last year for Kyle Busch, and, like, he was all right, but he's kind of, like, lighting the world on fire now. He's kind of, it, it's turned into, what instead of... What team even is that, that 11? It's the Tricon, it's the oh, DGR, the tri- yeah, the yeah, Tricon yeah. stuff, but the it, it's turned into Zane Smith, like, and Friends Invitational to, like, Corey Heim, Zane Smith, and... Friends, friends, invitational, <laughs> pretty much. But uh, Zane hasn't even had a really good year at all. But it's just he's one of those guys that he he's been so successful for the last few that you know you see his name, you're like, ah, he's probably gonna win, uh, especially if Kyle's not on the field. But no, it was uh, it was Zane, a pretty good Zane race. Smith to the ten car or what? I I I would hope so. Or Michael but, McDowell. Um, I've been. I would think. I think I heard uh, it might have been on DBC last week that someone like uh, I think. Um, that uh, fuck. What team is Michael McDowell's current team? Front row. Front, front row. row. Yeah, front row has an option on Zane, and no one can come like swoop him up. Basically, uh, like okay. so, I would I would think that he would be in either the thirty four or the thirty eight next year because Todd Gilland is, it, w- which is crazy to me. So Todd Gilland exists, right? And he's like not. He's not like <laughs> about it. He's not the worst. Like he's not Harrison Burton, who also got a top ten this week. But um, did everybody crash? Uh, How many cars I did mean, Denny Hamlin yeah. wreck? Jesus, yeah. a couple. Yeah. <laughs> the whole field. Sounds um, like he wrecked no. at least thirty. He uh, <laughs> twenty eight. The 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 thirty eight. I I made like a comment because like I thought it was like kind of just a known thing. Like they're kind of hand in hand. Harrison Burton and and Todd Gillen is like not being great at all they're just and then i somebody's kid that's there yeah i posted something on the the bfp twitter about like todd not like running this is like six months ago like todd not being good and like everyone in their left uncle came out of left field and were just pissed like oh how, how you said he's so, he's so overperforming in that car and i'm just like what michael mcdowell compared to performing if anything compared to john hunter nemechek who ran better than it like john hunter nemechek ran better than him in the, that same exact car like the year before he got in it. So I don't know what the, I don't know what we're talking about, but I, I just, I was shocked to see how many people were actually big Todd Gilliland fans. Well, all also. you, all you do on the Twitter account, Brad is just crap on other people's racing yeah. without even acknowledging what they can do. And yeah, what a car. shitty podcast we must have. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is just, that's just, the I wonder if world the, we live in. I wonder if the, the loves trucking thing goes with Michael McDowell or the 34 car. Hmm. I think it goes with Michael McDowell. Just call Cutter and ask him right now. Yeah, no. Actually, I know. I could say, be lying because it's a it's a truck. It's on the truck. Too, yeah, it's, so on, it's not a Michael it's McDowell. Thing. It must not be. It's on Zane's car. So yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I don't know, but I think that Zane is definitely the next one up and the the next one that should be looking at a shot. But um, but I was I, talking the ten car specifically. Yeah, I, I would think that that if, well, if the guy that drives it now does a great job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adjustable at, wrench. Not that. At, at selling Jimmy Dean bacon. Um, Even I when he was leading, Smithfield. he fucking wrecked. No, you know? he does a really good job at selling the other brands because oh. <laughs> of how bad he is. Oh. Um, no, he. I think that the I think the 34 would be Zane's ride. Or like either the 34 or the 38. And I think that it would have to be 
McDowell or something going yeah. over to uh, to that ten. If if what is so if what they're saying a, is I'm, true, I assume he's on a Ford deal of some sort, if, and that would make kind of sense. I don't remember where exactly I heard it, but I know I heard that they had a, an option on Zane, and that's why he wouldn't get the the first look at one of those cars. But if, I mean, if that's not true, then oh, Zane should absolutely be in the ten. Um, but that there is, a, it's also cool to think about, or not cool, but it, you think about uh, Toyota and how many people that they have in their development program. Like they're going to run out of seats. Like, well, they already have, I guess, run out of seats. Like. Uh, Truex is lighting the world on fire. You can't really, and he has money. Obviously, you can't really kick him out. Like, where the fuck are the Toyota guys going to go? I mean, at Legacy well, I don't know. now, you have Legacy at and, next year, I guess, in twenty three eleven. But I mean, those seats are all filled. Yeah, I so. mean, Eric Jones and Noah ain't going anywhere. No, yeah. Bubba and Reddick are certainly not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, I, I, but they've the, had this problem forever, though. The, I mean, even ten years ago, you, the same the same shit was going on. You know, but and, the the one thing that they do have the option with theoretically, though, is that those teams they only have two cars and two charters. So like. Toyota is also very much known for not being afraid to spend their own money to get people in certain fucking deals that they want. So, I mean, at this point, 2311 could put a 67 car up or an 89 or 01, whatever. And then like legacy or petty, whatever you want to call it, could do like a, a, you know, a 45 or a 40. I don't know. There's, there's options somewhere. An 84. You get it. I think, I think that there's enough, there's enough, uh, there's still theoretically based off of the rules. And obviously you need fucking tens of millions of dollars to do it because the charters are so expensive. But, um, theoretically each team can have four teams. There's still theoretical three cars that you could create out of thin air. But I I think that if the, the amount of, uh, People that are in the Toyota camp, I would think that John Hernemacek would be a front runner for the 10 just because of how many people that you have coming up through that pipeline and the cars that aren't currently available. I think that he's Toyota ready deal, for, I mean, he might be, but he he ran um, front row stuff in the Cup Series before. Yeah, but he, he, and who knows what the current deal is though. Yeah, but and he was he was but he was a Toyota driver all along, so maybe they do, they don't have that option on him like they they do like Ford does on Zane. They like could have been on loan too. There's yeah. all sorts of weird shit yeah. that they can. Do. I don't I don't know. I just I, I would think that if you're going purely off the success and like the up and coming people, you got to go either Zane or John Hunter. But um, anything to get Eric Elmerol out of that car would be <laughs> fucking spectacular. Sure, he's a nice guy. Yeah, we need to avenge that cat from Fontana. <clears throat> yeah, we sure do. Actually, no, he's a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. How dare you say he's a nice guy? <laughs> uh, uh, Denny Hamlin won. Denny Hamlin did win. I'm okay with him roughing up Kyle Larson because mm. I think Larson's kind of a cunt. But. I think Larson drives the same way. I think Denny is an absolute clown for getting out of his car and be like, "I, I never touched him." I think it's that's like, the best part of it. Absolutely, that's, fucking touched that's him. That's awesome. That's I think like, that's the best that's part of it. Blatantly no. drive into the side of a guy and be like, "No, I never touched him. Never touched him." Yeah, that's but no, awesome. I'm <laughs> becoming <laughs> a bigger Denny Hamlin fan like by the week. Like, but I, Kyle Larson does that every week to somebody. He'll just drive him straight in the fence. And be like, "What yeah, do you mean?" Usually a team car. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. And no. it, you have all these Hendrick homers just booing Denny Hamlin. It's like it, that's fine. I, Larson has done. They can boo his rock right out of there or whatever the hell. Yeah. He said. Yeah. <laughs> Larson has done the same fucking thing a thousand times. Yeah. And like he said, he's like, ah, oh, they just conveniently don't ever show it on fucking TV until it's on Twitter three days later. No, I think that I think it's like well documented when he does it. But I think Denny's been Denny's done the exact same thing numerous times as well. Oh, and yeah. like, he, but he he just gave, he got out and like. He's obviously, uh, I, I listen to his podcast every week. He talks about him and Kyle Great Larson show. doing like everything together, you know, being the best of friends. And then like uh, Kyle getting out, he's like, I, I've never raised Denny that way. So I don't know why he would race me that way. I'm sure Kyle races people the way either, you know, they race him or just 
he would raise Denny with respect. And then just the fact, like it was just so in uh, Denny, like it, it almost brought back like the, the intense hatred that everyone had for Denny. Like, cause he's smug three weeks ago. Yeah. Cause like he got out and he was just like, I, I never, I I never touched it. Well, he, but he, but he obviously did. Yeah. And that's, what's like even more like you, you already, the fire is already going, but it's like embers. And then like, you're like, oh yeah. Even though I completely doored a guy up the track and the fence, that, that, I never touched him. And then everyone's just like, oh, ah, pitchforks. Oh, that's the best part. <laughs> it's just a complete, stones. <laughs> it's just a complete dismissal towards like someone else's feelings, which I think is fucking hilarious every time because it's, it's no different than like the, the stone cold what or whatever. You're just like, yeah, what? They're just discontinuing any sort of thought that they had and just making it irrelevant. The one thing I didn't like from Kyle Larson and I had this I'm sure happen. Denny's right. <clears throat> well, he, that was probably true. Like I do get that vibe that, that everybody, all the buddies know like, okay, yeah, Denny's always right. You know, yeah. you um, we all have one of those friends in our friend group. And if you're not, if you don't think you have one, that means you are that guy. Uh, but he oh, made it, he I, <laughs> he made a comment about actions detrimental, and I'm like, why is it that these race car drivers that don't have podcasts um, love making like sideways comments about drivers who do? It's buy a microphone. Like the first microphone I bought to join you guys was like nine bucks on Amazon. I think our first ones were like thirty. It's not maybe. yeah. Pay yeah. the pay the hosting site to to host your podcast. Start your own. Like it's not that tough. Um, yeah. I had a guy a couple weeks ago in an altercation be like, talk about this on your fucking podcast. And I'm like, what do Brad and Charlie have to do with any of this? <laughs> like what what I mean I I want to now because you because you did that, but I'm not gonna. Um Hey, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce Compound, as we have for every single episode of the Black Flag Podcast. If you're ever looking for a second opinion on your current merch and service provider, get a hold of Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. Whether you have a multi-million dollar online store or a credit card machine for your local liquor store counter, Solero Commerce has all the ways to make sure you get your money safely. Per usual, we also want to shout out some of the OG pals of the show for their continued support. Anyracingnews.com, The Graphics Coop, Daniel Eugene Photography, Lee USA Speedway, and Hudson Speedway. Now back to your regularly scheduled stupidity. So that kind of irritated me when Kyle's like, oh, I'm sure he'll have something to say about it on Actions Detrimental. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why people pay him to do that. Yeah, yeah, so kind Kyle, of the whole point. Yeah, Kyle, that really? was like the one like really dumb thing that Kyle did is like you just, there's probably a lot of people out there that don't know that Denny has a podcast. He's going to get on and talk shit about you on. And now everyone's just like, oh, cool. What is that? Oh, actually, Zenderman. Okay, perfect. Yep, yeah, subscribe. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's I literally you, the this point. This is the is most to listened to episode. Listens are still listens. Exactly. I guarantee yeah. you this is the most listened to episode of Action Detrimental. Yeah. And obviously the podcast just started, so that's nothing but helping him. But um, no, it is, it is funny because it's like... It, I want to meet the pe- purple vest guy. People say... I, and I saw him at loud and I just didn't say anything because I didn't want to be one of those guys that that's just so weird to me that people like are now overly fanboying over a NASCAR photographer. It's like, <laughs> come on. Um, but, uh, no, the, the, the thing about like the podcast dig that people, it's like, Oh, you fucking podcast. It, it's just like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's called entertainment. And you could say that about literally anything on TV. Like what's your favorite TV? Yellowstone. They're going to take our fucking land. You know, it's like literally oh, take football. Fucking oh yeah. Land. Like watching fucking yeah. guys in tights finger each other's ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what? Like you could talk shit about literally anything. It's all just entertainment and you don't have to listen, but right. if you yeah. do, it's hey, not listens, like, there's still, listens. there's literally a power button on almost every device that you own. It's, yeah. I promise. It's it just, it's so like irritating. Because it's if you're gonna talk about this, yeah, it's just a lazy. It's just a lazy. I literally come down here once a week with you fellas, and we need to banter for two an hour and a half to two hours. If you 
give me some content. I'm absolutely going to talk about it on the show. Yeah, that's the um, sometimes that's, at other people's expense. And if if kind of the point. If uh, last Saturday at White Mountain hadn't gone just so overall shitty from start to finish, I would have absolutely told the story on the show, but I chose not to um, due to some other recent events that have happened on this show that may have cost me money. Um, so I was trying to be on my best behavior. Yeah. And and so like what Charlie said is there's a power button on every device. You don't have to listen. You also, when you're searching for it, need to realize that the E stands for explicit, and when you go on your audio player, literally the album cover for the last, like, two years has had the fucking explicit, like, public fucking whatever. That, that's just, on, like, CDs Yeah, on stuff. CDs and shit from, like, back in the day. Like, my mom would see that and be like, you can't have that, and I'd be, I'd throw a fit. Well, if you're listening to it with your kid in the, the, the car and you're, you're starting the show, it's your own you, fault. you can it's, see the album cover. It's your own it, fault. It's pretty big. I made it even bigger now. I put it sideways. So and it's see in, a little bit And there's like a yellow border around yeah. this. <laughs> like, honestly, there's a good parenting fucking tool that you could have. It's like, yeah, you can listen to it, but just know that you're not supposed to do or say these things. Right. It's, it, exactly. That never works. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's good in theory. Yeah, we're gonna listen to this show, but don't call, don't go yeah. to school and call your teacher a cunt. That kid's going, <laughs> that, that kid's going to school and call the teacher a cunt. Like, I mean, who who didn't do that back in the day? You know, um, I don't know that I called him a cunt yeah, per I se. I definitely didn't. I do called that, a kid a cunt in front of a teacher once. But <laughs> how'd that go? He just it was this shop teacher in sixth grade. Dude was so cool. He just was like, "Come, come on, don't say that." <laughs> and you know what? Because they I'm were so cool annoying. about it, you probably didn't again, right? Uh, it was the guy on the other side. Oh but, yeah, yeah, that, was, that guy was cool, cool too. too. Yeah. I think Lenoy might have might have given us a detention if we said "cunt." We were uh, we were probably probably we were eleven. So was. I mean, he's a little Spitfire, that redhead guy, yeah, um, big Tony Stewart fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. So like, like Bobby said, the, uh, the, the explicit content fucking banner on the, uh, the album cover is now brought to you by Mike Holmes excavation or excavating. Sorry. Mike Holmes and son excavating. Uh, six out three. Yeah. Hold hit, on. Hit the beat. Uh, like Bobby mentioned that uh, yellow <laughs> outline that, uh, that goes around the explicit content warning on the album cover is now brought to you by Mike Holmes and son excavating. That's a 603-235-7233. Uh, contact them for any land clearing excavation and septic system service you might need. They are based out of Fremont, New Hampshire. Again, that is Mike Holmes and Son Excavating. Uh, thank you for uh, sponsoring the album cover that everyone will see when they uh, go to click on the show. Uh, they will uh, they'll, they'll be putting that on their car stereo systems and shit, too. That is actually pretty cool. Uh, I, it took way too long for, uh, for me to realize that that comes up on everyone's car because I don't have that uh, little fancy feature. But uh, just seeing people when they share it on Instagram and stuff and they got... Uh, obviously, it'll, it'll be Mike Holmes and son uh, excavating now uh, on their dash. That is pretty cool with our logo and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, uh, I think that it's probably about time to get into some fucking Patreon questions. Pat Ran questions? Yeah, Pat some other Ring. some other just local racing stuff. Um, shout out Jake Johnson, won the S or the Tri-Track Modified Race. It's we know star. Um, it looks like there was some controversy and drama between the Mats, Matt Hirschman, Matt Swanson. Uh, uh, haven't got to see the highlights on any of that yet, but... Uh, uh, they were cleaned each other out racing for the lead. So um, what, else, what else happened? Garrett Hall won at Bangor in the Grand State Pro Stock Series event uh, over Mike Hopkins and Nick St. Josh St. Josh St. Clair. Yeah. Uh, also, last week, I uh, forgot to mention James Goodman. Got third at uh, 
Somewhere in a street stock. Yeah. Was it, was it Speedway? I was going to yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna say, Bangor. Uh, typically, typically in our uh, debrief after the show is over, if we did forget someone on the podium, pals, like I forgot Justin Beecher a couple weeks ago, they go on the uh, the graphic. Oh, yeah, yeah. The only podiums pals, yeah. podium pals uh, next to the NASCAR guys. Lost so. opportunity was putting uh, Miranda <laughs> Lambert not with the bad guy section. Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck. I posted it too. I always send it and then like post it about like an hour, hour and a half later. Yeah, that, and, was on, that was on us, Charlie, because we didn't let him know early enough. Yeah, he, did, yeah, he always yeah. does. He's like, fellas what do you think we always we always either tell sell and ship it or, or make suggestions but we, we missed that one yeah yeah and we talked about it the whole time too and just it didn't come to my brain until after like midday mm. the day after but mm. it yeah. is what it is i yeah. did uh, i did have a, a bunch of uh, only podiums podium pals of the week presented by only podium starting with a uh, tyler chapman at uh, stafford in the sk light race on a uh, srx night at that same time or not the same time but the same night jason woodard picked up a win at uh at a Thunder Road in the Flying Tigers, and then yesterday up at uh, fucking somewhere up there, their pal, their Momini. chief bear, Autodrome Momini. whatever syrup and that stuff. One, Sorry too, yeah. for your yard. Uh, Derek Gluchaki picked up the win. Uh, Derek Boo Gluchaki. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say Bukaki? <laughs> <laughs> no, mom. But why do you know that term? Where were we? <laughs> Where were we when that was it? Was it Oxford? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. That was fucking uh, funny. We sure. were watching something on on Racing America or Flow when when Gluchaki was racing, and my mom thought his name was Der, uh, Derek Bukaki. Ew. It is not that. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to Howard Stern. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> no, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, yeah, uh, we almost had a BFP podium uh, sweep. Uh, podium pals presented by Only Podiums. Uh, Derek Gluchaki obviously won. Jimmy Renfrew finished third. Both with BFP adhesives just needed Goob or fucking uh, Tanner to uh, get up there on the podium, and uh, we would have had a little <laughs> sweep up there. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, like Bobby mentioned, Jake Johnson, Woody Pitcat actually was on the podium there as well. Same I top be- two as last year's race. Yep, I believe uh, I believe Sam Lincoln, I believe Blaze finished uh, on the podium on uh, Friday night. Uh, Bryson Rubido and uh, Brent Rubido uh, picked up a th- pair of thirds, I believe. One at Seekonk, one at Hudson uh, in the Bandoleros. Ryan uh, Nassie Jr. won the Bandolero race at Seekonk. Stephen Nassie won the Bandolero <laughs> race. Is that what yeah, you just said? No, exactly. I said Vanassi. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said yeah. Stephen Nassie. No, I was like, <laughs> what? I said, believe Vanassi. Oh, yeah. Uh, Close. Yeah, no. It, not really. came, like, <laughs> it, it came out of my mouth like on autopilot. So then when you just said that, I'm like panicked. Like, I did. <laughs> no. I, I, I legitimately no. heard Steven Nassi won the Bandolero race. I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> no, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely heard Vanassi from uh, from uh, Bob. But uh, Dylan Estrella picked up a win there as well. And then I think uh, yesterday Frankie Eldridge won in a street stock at Hudson. Yeah, I think he borrowed someone's car just for something to do. He yeah. ended up winning the fucking race. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then uh, Justin Beecher was on the podium there as well. So yeah, Shane Gendron won the R&R street stock race at Star. I think those guys uh, dabble in and out of listening to us. I know met them guys at Thompson last year at the World Series. Um, Austin yeah. Terrace picked up the win in the super late models at Oxford on Saturday night. Three out of the last four. Is that in, what that is? In a different car too yeah um so it's got something figured out mm. um, it's got that big one coming up here at the end of the next month uh, why what is it hard to not pick austin as the favorite um, i think it's the spring green 123 nah. or something i don't know it doesn't ring a bell oh yeah okay um yeah i would i'm just not ambitious enough to get the full result rundowns of everything that went on at oxford so for missing anybody else we apologize what else happened it was cassett I don't know. You don't get to watch anything up there. Um, unfortunately, you pretty much get to just. So I didn't even pit it behind Mount Son of a Bitch. Didn't even. Uh, <laughs> you need one of them there. SpongeBob still, fucking like, I'm still, telescopes. I'm or still lobbying for chair, like ski lifts 
uh, at the Wiscasset Pit area. Just rent a golf cart. That's what we did for my grandmother. It was mint. Yeah, that that is sick. But they usually run out in the first, like, fucking 20 people that come through. My sister, for sure, like, snagged that, like, Tuesday of last week. Yeah. yeah, Speaking of one more podium pal, Brad Babb won the smack race. We know him. Um, A former guest of the program. Wants to come back on again sometime, so he's local to us. We'll have to have him on. His Uh, car looks pretty radical, too. It does. Yeah. Looks neat. Brought back uh, his grandfather's colors uh, with the wood wood chopper numbers. His grandfather passed away. Um, I was talking about the body, but yeah, that also looks cool. The paint scheme. Yeah. Yeah. No, his car is, is like a lot different than the rest of us, and he was fast as shit all day. And uh, he redrew third, and I'm like, yeah, he's probably going to kill us. And in all honesty, he wouldn't have won the race if I didn't uh, try to exit the facility through the concrete. <laughs> P.J. Sturgis uh, redrew the pole. And, uh, you know, everybody, you know, these big, bad, cheated-up smack motors. Well, P.J. showed up with a star speedway legal motor and had a full straightaway lead with 10 to go. <laughs> we should have a shirt. It's just like a jersey barrier, and all this is is undefeated underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, sorry, P.J. Didn't mean to ruin your, your win, but... Um, payback for you not getting to draw earlier and causing me to be angry about something that was not your fault (laughs) (laughs) verbal Uh, trademark on the t-shirt pj did end up finishing second dave heliwell uh, stole the spot from george late in the run to uh to round out the podium with the smack tour um yeah so good job brad nice so uh let's get into some patreon questions before we do want to uh Mention that this episode is brought to you by Flagman Graphics. Flagman Graphics is your one-stop shop for all your vinyl and designing needs. Race car wraps, half vehicle wraps, decals, designs, and more. Go to Flagman Graphics on Facebook. Check out their pinned posts and enter to win uh, for your chance to win a uh, free half wrap, five free shirts, hats, and hero cards. Again, that is Flagman Graphics. What? I say, God damn, that's a lot of stuff. Jesus Christ, yeah. Um, Again, that is a Flagman Graphics on Facebook. Winner will be picked August 19th. That's also my bad. I didn't think I was still on the mic when I said <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a show I here. I, no, I wasn't I wasn't 100% sure if I did. You're just rifling off that a up. bunch of free shows. Like, God damn, that's yeah. good for them. You should do, you should definitely check that out. Yeah, and <laughs> like, literally. They yeah. might be giving away a fucking pony, too. And a hot tub. Uh, <laughs> Can I, I no get idea. a hot tub? I can't. That is not guaranteed. Uh, I believe that it is just uh, the half wrap. Five free shirts, hats, and hero cards. But again, yeah, Flagman Graphics. Thank you for that. Go over there. Enter to win for your chance to win. And uh, yeah, winner picked August 19th. So Patreon questions uh, right off the bat. Thank Woody's drunk. Yeah, what? no. We're we just going to alternate like we normally do. Yeah, sure. sure. Woody, Woody's Woody. Uh, Woody says, uh, what, why? Well, no, okay. no. Read it. Read it how it's written. <laughs> Come on. Um, now they're going to think I'm drunk. Was is Denny Hamlin such a bitch? Well said. <laughs> Very, very well said. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Scott Fowler says, this is a very great question. <laughs> Woody's going to have no idea that he misspelled that, I guarantee, <laughs> until he's listening to this show. Uh, the comments on this one are pretty good, too. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask if Denny ate corn the normal way or the long way, uh, but you got here first with the slander, says Paul Wing, and Woody replied, I think Joey needs to break his back again. Jesus Christ. Oh, I, uh, I don't know. Speaking I don't, of I Joey, did you hear one. Joey Logano's fucking yeah, meltdown yeah. to the tow truck driver? Fuck I think, I think that there's the a question in here up, for that. You fucking dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just love everybody who's like, oh, yeah, Joey Logano's like the nicest guy of all time, and yeah. he's just like, he's you know super personable. He'll well, always talk to whoever 
whatever. Then you just hear this fucking video. Hook the fucking car up, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Andy Sippy Byron a little bit further down said Logano in car after the wreck is absolute radio gold. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that that was uh, pretty wild. Just I I like scrolled past it because like anything Joey Logano, I'm really not interested in. But then like I had to do like a, a one more again, go yeah. back up, listen to it, and yeah, it was a. Uh, Pretty wild to hear, especially from a guy, a Penske guy that you typically see just, you know, coke in hand, just car was good. Thank you. And then just fucks off. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, uh, next one's Paul Wing. He says, "Is anybody on the show collect diecasts? If so, but... which one or two are your favorite, and which one's most valuable?" Uh, I, but... out of the three of us, probably have the least. I have right. a, I have a good little, a good little pile of them, probably eight or ten of them, but certainly something I wouldn't like consider. Uh, a collector's item. Um, Brad, Brad and I are for sure the resident toy guys, I think. <laughs> I have um, a, uh, a Regan Smith signed Darlington win uh, NASCAR car um, from like sick. 2012, and it's probably the most valuable one I have. But what do you that, for it? It's probably worth <laughs> 40 bucks. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, we have uh, between Brad and I um, far too many. I do have um, a, when, when the NASCAR guys used to do the prelude to the dream dirt late model race at Eldora, I bought a Kevin Harvick shell Pennzoil 29, like dirt late model. That thing is rad. That's yeah. probably the most valuable. Yeah. I've those got, are fucking sweet. I've got probably three or four of those dirt late models upstairs. A couple of Kyle Busch, Bill Elliott one. Yeah. Charlie, else. Charlie, between the three of us <clears throat> definitely has the most. Yeah. It's, um, it's honestly kind of a fucking problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got a Kyle Larson 51 rookie car. I've got, one of the cooler ones I have was I always try to get cars of races that I go to. Mm. So I I like pre-ordered the the Brad Keselowski New Hampshire win from what was that 2019 2020 whenever we all went. And uh it was autograph it's like autographed so I'm, I'm like okay cool and I get it and I'm opening up the box and it's DIN number 1. Oh, that's fucking that's definitely the most expensive one you have. So it's those are people go nuts so for that all shit. All of all of those cars, they have it's what's called a DIN number, which is literally diecast identification number, just like your regular car. They have serial numbers on them, and it's literally the first one made of that car. And mm. it's autographed on the windshield. It came right from Circle B Diecast, promo code BFP one two three. And <laughs> um so that that one's pretty cool. People go horny for like door numbers too. So like if mm. it's say Chase Elliott and it's DIN number nine, people fucking lose their minds about oh, that yeah. too. So yeah. that's a pretty cool one. Uh I gotta say the the most expense or the, the most valuable ones that I have, I guess, um would have to be so like you said, uh collecting uh cars from races that you went to. Uh I have the Chase Elliott Dover win, which was signed, and that one I think goes for like two fifty, maybe a little bit more than that. Um Probably the most valuable one that I have, though, is the Noah Gregson 18 switch truck. Uh, or maybe it's the Safe Flight one. I think we it's the Safe Flight one. Yeah. And the cool thing about that was that was way before we knew. Well, not, I guess, way before we knew Noah. But um, the, the, the truck days were definitely before we had actually met him. And um, I had already collected like a handful of stuff like that. And then he actually physically gave me that one, which was cool. He fucking, um, he gave us so much shit the first time we stayed with him. We had to literally go and buy backpacks just to load the backpacks up of the shit that he gave us to put on the plane. Yeah, that did. Uh, that did certainly happen. And then uh, the, one of the one of the ones that I, I definitely uh, like, that's kind of more recent, obviously. But uh, the, when I went to um, Martinsville last year and was able to have a beer with Dale Jr. on pit road, the car like that race car i have signed by dale that's cool and i it wasn't like something that i i i refused to you know run after someone to get signed uh if they're physically standing in front of me and there's like one other person maybe um but uh no i i just ordered that straight from the website 
pre-ordered. So. Probably gonna be a P one two three. Yeah, there's actually like if you if you don't mind like getting rid of them from time to time, like you can actually make money off those things if you pre-order them because they can't sell them for more than a certain dollar amount if you pre-order them. So they're mm. always the same amount. And then depending on how much they make, especially like the race win ones, you can turn around and sell it the second you get it because they're done making them. And then you can like triple your money every time. Yeah. The, the, I did see you someone. You want to just cut all of that out. Because we should start doing it. People, but people, uh, everybody can do it. Yeah, yeah. People, people just, do it all the time. Like the, uh, the Noah Gregson, like 62 cars. I saw someone like on a forum that we're both on post, like anyone know why these cars are so much like in price now? Like why, why they're just going like never skyrocketing? It's again. like, yeah, cause he's never going to drive it again. It was like his first Daytona 500 car. Um, <laughs> he had, so he stayed at our place that night. Right. Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like what we, we both have them and yeah. we're probably not going to sell them. No. Uh, there's a story that goes along with it, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's the same reason I kind of want to buy an Oakland A's baseball hat, just because I've become like a wicked big baseball hat. They're actually really comfortable. And I'm like, the Oakland Athletics are going away after this year. I kind of want to buy one oh, of their hats. That's a thing? Mm. Yeah, they're going to Vegas. The Vegas Athletics? And I'd assume they're probably just going to rebrand altogether. But probably. Huh. That's one of like the most classic teams of all time. Yeah. They're also fucking dog shit, but that's mm. all right. I got the poop pipes person. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is just loading up with fucking... Sports entertainment. Do you want to read a Patreon question? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, my bad. Uh, what's next? Trevor Ward, uh, what track would you say is New England's Bowman Gray, and why did you choose Oxford? Um, I, don't I don't really I don't know think that Oxford would one. even be there's the nothing answer like, to that. There's nothing like Bowman Gray. No, I think that in the... In this, and again, I have I've watched like I don't upwards know. of very few uh, Bowman Gray like live streams or anything, but I think that the way, and it's not even close because there's just so much drama and like controversy that goes well, on. I was going to say at, there, at there's Bowman been some Gray, nights at the go karts where it's just small enough and you have just enough parents yelling. Where no, <laughs> it, no, I, I just mean like the 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 show that's made of it. Like Stafford is the only thing remotely close because of the fact that they have an on like in pit like reporter where you can have Marcello get yeah. stuffed in the fence by two guys. Like the also doofuses. <laughs> yeah. Like that was also fucking, fucking fantastic. Bigger. Oh yeah. But yeah. it's not like it's not the track. I think he's it's talking about like show. the entertainment yeah, yeah. and the show purposes. Um yeah there's the shit yeah, that goes on at Bowman Gray. Like you got guys driving through, through the football field crashing into each yeah. other and cops like tasing drivers in the infield. Yeah that's, just, that, that's that that shit not, just doesn't go on anywhere else. No that's and not if it does it's very rare. Yeah. You know, uh, Bowman Gray it just seems like it's probably every week. Well, maybe it's not, but um, it also doesn't help that the track is probably the most piss poor layout of a quarter mile short track you can do. It's absolutely flat. Not mm. a stitch of it's bag. It's literally like a high school track. It's a running track. Yeah. They run children run on it yeah right. they don't race cars correct <laughs> yeah they should try doing both events at the same time <laughs> but in opposite directions yeah. uh well this is a good one because we actually haven't covered either of these uh, cameron jackson says thoughts on the altercations this weekend dylan versus reddick priest versus lejoie now uh, what happened between dylan and reddick was did he was uh that the one reddick where dylan just cleared, cleared himself, himself low clear by, himself. Clear by mile yeah reddick was at like his door and austin dylan was just like at 10 now and then wrecked themselves what so. i will say is that when the wreck actually happened like austin dylan was at fault but with a camera shot that they were shooting they were shooting down the front stretch and tyler reddick was literally like on the pit wall five lanes down and he was coming back up to obviously blend and I think, like, it, obviously we have a lot of friends on the spotter stand, but I, I would assume it would have been spotter error because when they cut away from that shot, I was like, what are they doing? Like, they're, 
they're about to wreck going into the corner. And then all of a sudden you see Austin Dillon fucking smash the wall and the window comes flying out. But then when you watch the replay like over and over again, you're like, oh, okay. Well, Austin Dillon, like Tyler Reddick was there. Austin Dillon yeah. comes down. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was probably a matter of Tyler Reddick was so far down the front stretch that by the time the spotter was like, ah, I could I can, boom, I like can only imagine that Pocono is probably one of the biggest cunts to spot for anyway. <laughs> they, yeah, um, they've, they've, so. I think either Derek or Freddie, maybe both of them said it's hard to see getting into one. Yeah. Um, yeah. There and they're, anyway. they're going away from you and it's, yeah, that's, that's a fucked up situation for sure. Um, oh yeah. And then priest versus LaJoy. So obviously the, the Ryan, see what happened Ryan that, went but. full JB Fortin. Yeah. Full on JB Fortin to it, Corey LaJoy. It, uh, His Connecticut was showing it. It was, Fantastic. First off, Corey Joy is a bad guy. Um, the so the 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 thing obviously happens down the backstretch, and like I'm as a, as any fan, I assume would be that isn't cheering for Denny Hamlin currently, uh, and maybe had money on Kyle Larson, but uh, standing there like I'm fist pumping because I'm like yellow's coming out because that's always a yellow in NASCAR, and then they don't throw it, and then they are racing around the, the next two corners, and then they're coming down the front stretch, and they just like go to a shot of like Ryan still stopped on the backstretch. It's like what are we doing? Like, yeah. why is there no fuck? He's been there for fucking 35 seconds. Throw the fucking yellow. They, like, they knew that they were going to have to. And it wasn't like it was like Reddick right on his back bumper. Like, oh, he's going to go side by side into the next corner. It's like, I mean, it was just, it was, they just waited way too long. And like, if they would have thrown the yellow, they would have, I mean, would they have probably wrecked going into the next corner on the green white checker? Probably. But oh, it would have, it is just like, that's like one of those moments where, you should be throwing the yellow and then they throw it for like other other reasons when you absolutely don't need to be doing that. But they're very um, inconsistent, but the, the actual, obviously there wasn't really any footage that came out at least last night of what actually happened. I mean, Corey LaJoy just drove down to the corner, just washed up the track, cleaned out Ryan. So obviously Ryan had a right to be pissed. Um, they, they showed the onboard footage, which I, I posted on the BFP account, but yeah. Um, wish he would have hit him harder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next question, Woody Pitcat, is Ryan Priest the new bad boy, not Bellowhead? And I don't know what that means. Uh, Anthony Bellow, oh, the bad boy. Anthony Bellow. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, no? No. Yeah, Bro, I don't know what no. necessarily. No. Denny Hamlin, if anything. But, yeah, that would be. I yeah. feel like getting angry at another driver doesn't really make you a bad boy. No. no. Like maybe <clears throat> fist, I just, fist fighting him and then I just like Ryan so much that I wish wife. he had the results to like like be behind him for when he does do stuff like that because he gets lit up on fucking the internet every time something like that happens. Well, Corey LaJoy is liked for all the wrong reasons, but he it the yeah, it is it it's hard to it's hard to get into those <clears throat> conversations with those people because those people obviously have only seen like the NASCAR results and probably only this year. Um right. and then you you think about like, oh, if but it, Ryan Price in a modified up here like he's Take, but the problem too is though is that people are so fucking stupid especially nascar fans that they they can't even look at Stuart haas as a whole sucking ass mm. it's like the only standout and it's like kind of only a little bit sometimes is kevin harvick and he's it's, just he's one a, of the most elite drivers of all time right. so otherwise you have chase briscoe fucking eric almarola and ryan priest kind of all in the general same vicinity throughout the race so like there's a Stuart haas deficiency somewhere yeah you know who didn't get spun on the last lap and lose literally all the track positions they had uh chase briscoe who finished two spots better than ryan right so like what are we even talking like he spun like earlier in the race i think but it's like you had the rest of the race to try to get back up there like i watched kyle bush he wasn't getting like super high but he hit the wall like 45 times coming out of the corner and he would fall back 
Ty Gibbs pounced off the fence and then drive back up through the field. Like, obviously passing stuff, but, I mean, Chase Briscoe was, was absolute dog shit yesterday just he's as a, much as Brees. mid. Yeah. <clears throat> Alex Krakowski wants us to get Corey LaJolie on the show to belittle him the whole time. Um, <laughs> I, don't I don't think he's going to return our phone call. I think yeah, he would probably. just click that off. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he'd do it. Uh, I wouldn't belittle him because I like Corey, but it'd be fun to listen to him and Brad um, argue. Yeah, I don't really have any issues with him, per se, but... That does seem to be a Brad thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, I, he, the the thing with like the the podcast was, and well, I think we just touched on it briefly before, but yeah, like last week, whatever. I don't even remember like the context was that I'd run out of things to listen to, and I I would listen to everyone's podcast, like all, all of them equally, like didn't like or really hate anyone more than the other. Then like listening to Corey's podcast, like it used to be fucking terrible to listen to. Yeah, it was it bad. was really really bad and. He would like the the show that I was listening to. Like he was fifteen minutes in, and he just bashed everyone else's, like everyone in the racing industry's podcast. And it's like, who the fuck are you to come in, like, just talk shit about like Ryan Blaney's podcast? Like I enjoyed it. Dale Junior's down, like the Dale Junior download. Like he was shitting on everything, and I was just yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, don't talk shit about Total. And then so I got, I got <laughs> on uh, our hardest tits. <laughs> fuck salt. <laughs> I got, I got on don't the. Don't bother uh, <laughs> I got on the, the like Apple reviews or whatever while Call I was sitting there at work tits. and I was just like, uh, th- this show is like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to like NASCAR podcasts. And they got on and like, he read that out loud. And then to the point, like they said it out loud, they talked about it. And then like the next week they had Alex Bowman filling in or something like that. And Alex Bowman read that same exact fucking review, which was wild. But, and then I didn't really like, I started to like, like Corey LaJoy. I, I like skip quite a bit listen to their podcast from time to time. Yeah, the one and, they do now is a lot better. Ryan Flores is who uh, Brad referenced there. Skip Flores is his co-host. Right on the um, program. Yeah. Brings a different perspective because he's an over-the-wall guy. Um, it's almost like, it reminds me a lot of Pat McAfee, like, got love for kickers and punters because before him having his show, no one gave a shit. And Ryan does the same thing. Like, before him, I don't think anyone gave a shit about picker members. And now right. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, oh, these fucking pit crew guys, these are dogs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, well, I was, I, I've actually found myself watching pit, pit stops more intently. Like, obviously, you're just like before you used to be like watching the cars and like looking all up and down pit road. Well, but like when they're, you're standing right above a pit stall, I'm just like, ah, I don't know if you got that type. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like Jerry everything else. So, like, it, if you have a way to invest yourself somehow into that portion of the product, like it just makes it that much more enjoyable to watch. Like, anytime we do a race pool, I might not know fucking Joe Schmuckatelli in the 69 car, but if I have... Comes you know, from a long line of Schmuckatellis. <laughs> yeah. But if I have a dollar on that guy to win fucking 10, I'm going to probably watch fucking Mr. Schmuckatelli wheel the 69 <laughs> car, right? It's no different. Like, I I had a bunch of college buddies that are on pit crews. Like, AJ Rosini is the kid that got his fucking face blasted off by the air hose on Denny Hamlin's crew. I went mm. to college with that kid. He literally yeah. lives with all my friends down south. So, like... Um, it's it's pretty cool to kind of associate with that portion of it too, where before it was more or less just like part of what you were watching, where you can make it now you can kind of make it its own thing too. Mm. And I didn't and like I, I one last thing I just didn't I didn't hate Corey LaJoy for like a very extended period of time, and then I just watched him try you to dare kill, say liked him. Uh, yeah, and I then I watched him try to commit homicide on Bobby Santos last week, and then he goes out there and wrecks Ryan Priest and finished, obviously and finished sixty ninth in the forty eight car and or he the did nine car or whatever it was. Yeah, so um, that uh, so that's a. Another bottom of the barrel performance from him. But uh, uh, John Ward says, uh, Weapon of the Week, Bobby in the kids' limbo line. What happened in the drivers' meeting that they mentioned it got heated? Also, it was great to finally meet you. 
Yeah, it was good to meet John. Uh, hit him with the classic. Hey, you got shit on your shirt. Um, he was wearing one of my shirts. Well, yeah, what the fuck's so, wrong with those guys? I am one of those guys. Um, <laughs> well, no, he knew. He, he knew it was me. He came looking for me. So a little bit more uh, awareer than Anthony Bello. <laughs> but uh, they had like a, while we were getting staged for driver introductions, um, they had like a little kids limbo contest. And Vanessa, who um, her and her husband own the racetrack, she's like, when do you guys got to go, got to go, got to go do it? And I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. I'll go do it. Um Bob blew a hip out. <laughs> no, I mean, that motherfucking limbo bar was a foot off the ground. Like there weren't no motherfucking way I was getting under it. And like should have just army crawled. Actually, should have just well, stick, stepped over it. Hold. Sorry. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> stepped right the fuck over it. <laughs> I had no fucking idea what happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were right there. The, there was like these little kids were like log rolling and army crawling, like you said, and and uh, Mike Sperling and PJ Sturgis both joined me, and they're like, PJ's like, what are you going to do? I was like, step right the fuck over it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going under this thing, so yeah. I do that, and then I look at the two ladies holding I was like, did, did I win? <laughs> they're like, no, you're out. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, what the I, fuck? I thought this was a hurdle contest. <laughs> you should have you just laid underneath it and started like <laughs> bench pressing <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so Mike Sperling legitimately gets on the ground and log rolls underneath it in his fire suit and everything, and then PJ did the same thing I did and just walked right over it, and um, then the driver's meeting was what I mentioned earlier about the draw. Um, I don't think it got heated, but it certainly, uh, basically it pissed off the people who drew good and then didn't draw good the second time and, and helped, you know, well, the guys who drew like shit got to redraw and draw good. It, also, it, if you were missing one pill to begin with, yeah, what did wouldn't you know that which have one? been what they would have drawn right. regardless <laughs> at the end? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it would have been 16. So it would have been dead last. Okay. So it's not really fair because somebody else could have picked that before him. Brad Babb had a good suggestion. Flip a coin. Heads, he gets to start pole or tails, he has to start last. Oh, that's, um, yeah. What I think I'd have done is just put all 16 chips back in the thing and have him pick one. And if he draws one that already got picked, they'll just slide him in there. Because it's not fair to like, like, it's like, it really, really like ruins your psyche, you know, when, when you go from. Well, yeah, good, now you having, think you could have won the race to, oh, fuck, now we're dead last. Yeah, I mean, my car wasn't that great, but if I start on the pole versus fourth, I certainly finish better, maybe even win it um, before it broke and went straight into the concrete wall wide open. But, um, yeah, no, it wasn't. It didn't get heated, but it did. Um, like, I didn't love it. Like, I wasn't super pumped. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So next question, uh, Brian Hahn going off of Dylan's noodle arm helmet throw. What's the worst attempt at quote retaliation. Any of you have ever seen? Wasn't it that uh, Oxford uh, buddy? Yeah. I was going to say Rick, Dan, Rick Spaulding. Yeah. Rick Spaulding tried yeah. to wreck Kenny Harrison and like eight times and, and missed nine eight times, times. <laughs> yeah. 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 and ended up like to the point where the crowd was going banana because they knew it was going to happen. And it was like, yeah. you're waiting for it. You're like, ah, oh, he's going to get him. Uh, Oh, oh, what the but, fuck? He's like swinging off a, like in the pond. Swinging a missed strike one on the first pitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, um, that was uh, certainly the worst retaliation I've ever seen. Yeah, that's got to be right up there for sure. Um, Bob? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's so hard. To, I mean, you've seen so many over the yeah. years. I I know my dad doesn't believe it, but I think Mike Rowe tried to wreck me at Beechridge once and missed because he went from the bottom to the fourth groove across my back bumper and missed me. But dad's like, oh, if he wanted to wreck you, he'd have got you. I'm like, ah. I think he tried. <laughs> uh, probably the best retaliation was a DG twelve at Jennerstown, uh, ripping Clifford, Dazes Clifford card. fucking. Speaking of Hershey bars, we'll get into that in Mason's question, I yeah. guess. But uh, next question, Angel Waregawai. Uh, isn't it weird that six figure to win dirt races tech for like one minute wait and droop or wing checks, then ten k to win pavement late model races could be a four hour teardown? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Dirt racing is just way more better than asphalt racing on a short track level uh, for I, so I will, many different reasons. I will admit that dirt racing does a lot more pre-tech shit yeah, probably. Uh, compared to what asphalt shit does. Which um, which I agree with the asphalt. Like, it's not pre-tech's fault you cheated. Like, it's right. up to you to build a legal race car. They don't need to babysit you. But in like you said, it does the four-hour post-race kind of sucks, right. too. That's what's awesome about the Smack Tour. They've opened the rules up so much that there's nothing to cheat on there's nothing to check you know there's yeah. no tire rule you, you know you gotta you know this is what you can build for a motor you know this is what you can run for a carburetor um so you never have that but yeah four hour late model tech is boring yeah uh jordan powell uh weapon of the week uh the fucking yeetards and hickory <laughs> by god north carolina <laughs> i seen a girl literally hanging out of the side window of a squatted truck while flying through the parking lot at the local walmart Tell her I said what's up. That's a, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my weapon of the week um, actually reverts back to last week as well, too. I gave it to my son uh, when I should have given it to Lindsay. Um, did she poop on herself this week? She, <laughs> she she did not, but I forgot to tell the story that we were leaving um, Lee on, what was that, Saturday night after the Kyle Bush, or Friday night after the Kyle Bush race, and we, we just got a lot going on. We got the baby where, you know, he's getting fussy or whatever. So we pull over at um, the Wendy's parking lot to change his diaper, get him wiped down, put him back in his car seat. And I'm, I'm getting him back dressed and Lindsay takes his shitty diaper and goes to put it in the trash can, which mind you, while we were at the racetrack, okay. Puts it through the fucking drive through window. <laughs> no, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> while we were at the racetrack, we had met up with, um, uh, 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 Heather Smith and Trent Smith, right? Had a very brief conversation. Did the, all right, all right, love you, bye. Like one of those typical conversations, right? Well, we were at Wendy's and Lindsay is going to um, like put the shitty diaper in the in the trash can. Mind you, Trent and Alex are shit housed. Like fall down, don't like, they're having a good time, right? And all of a sudden this truck pulls up and all you hear is a, how you doing? And Lindsay had just about had enough of the night already. And all she does is, why don't you shut the fuck up? And and she gets in the car and I let it simmer for a second. And I'm just like, hey, um, by the way, I believe that the people that you just told to shut the fuck up um, are all the Smiths because there was for sure a white number zero on the back of that truck window. Ooh, <laughs> those are our friends. <laughs> and she's like, no, there wasn't. I was like, oh my God, there absolutely was. And Dave Lampson was driving. She's like, no. <laughs> like one of those just like in, internal, like you want to just hide moments. And uh, she for sure apologized to everybody after the fact because she had no idea who she was telling who to, who to shut the fuck up to. <laughs> and then she texted... Um, Heather and Heather was like, oh, I'm not even with them, but they probably deserved it. So fuck them. I believe the next one. Oh, shit. Hold on. Do you have a weapon, Bradley? Oh, sorry. Yeah, weapon. Jesus. Um, Well, no, I'm uh, currently trying to get ready for what I believe is the next one. Uh, Weapon. I don't think I really have one now. Um, I I also do. I am nobody with the Yaltism at the concert or anything. No, no. Interesting. Bob, weapons? There's so many listed on this Patreon show that we'll just use theirs. Perfect. Yeah, so the... Hold on, where is that? Yeah, so uh, Jeff Ramsdell said, uh, would you guys want to do a rundown in the BFP NASCAR picks, run down the top five or so uh, for maybe a new segment, which uh, I believe he just means 
who picked the best that week, which uh, we we can we can certainly do. I believe that he wants this to be a segment because he picked Kenny Hamlin yeah. to win. Uh, Jeff Ramsdale, Steve Benacasa, Angel Waregi. Uh, Eric Worcester, Jordan White, Jay Rowe, Andy Sippy Byron, Daniel Eugene, and Christo Robstein, uh, I believe that's his name, uh, all picked Denny Hamlin. So that is nine people who all picked Denny Hamlin. Congrats to you guys. Congrats on all being equal, and you've now wasted your Denny Hamlin pick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you didn't win. waste it. Not wasting yeah. it, I guess. Yeah, but. definitely not wasting it. Um, yeah. Yeah, Andy Sippy Byron, uh, Logano in car audio after the wreck is gold. We touched on that. Eric Worcester says, hello, pals. Would you rather have Austin Dillon on your race team or on your helmet throwing team? Neither. Yeah, I think he, uh, can, he can be in the fan section. Austin Dillon. His, can... wife, his wife can hang out. <laughs> <laughs> She's like 11 feet tall. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I know. Uh, <laughs> Austin, Austin Dillon can for sure be the weapon of the week, uh, in my opinion, for not only clearing himself low, wrecking himself, uh, getting out, throwing a helmet and missing, and then also getting uh, interviewed after the race and then said, you know, I just heard Dale's, uh, I just heard Dale's like part of whatever he said. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, he said he, he said I came down, but basically he just kind of reiterated his point. He's like, I, I, there's no place I could, I have to turn to go into the corner. It's like, dude, you fucking don't need to hit like the, the yellow line every time. Like you're running the middle lane. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that he can be uh, my weapon of the week for just a, a comical amount of errors from birth. Uh, Mason Dunn, weapon of the week nominees, uh, the break package for the SRX series. Parker Kligerman's crew guy going full grandpa on Carson Hookaman. <laughs> Corey LaJoy because fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, for, we'll, we'll do the we'll do that next one on the uh, Patreon show. Yeah, but uh, the oh, yeah, the break yeah. package of uh, SRX almost was... cost my favorite indie car driver his life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so with all due respect to the SRX series, like the production, unbelievable. Like had it on the TV the entire time while we were doing the picks. Um, enjoyed every minute of it. But God damn, do they go green late as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had it on, watched all the heat races. They're, like, <clears throat> building it up. They're interviewing guys. And it is, like, 10, 15. And I'm like, I am fucking just going to bed. Uh, I was I had to be up pretty early the next morning. So I, I just mailed it in. I woke up. I was like, oh, I'm sure Priest won. Started checking through social media on my drive to work. I'm like, holy fuck. No, Priest fucking broke. And uh, then I saw Tony Kanaan's hit, which was probably the hardest hit in SRX history uh, at this point. But, yeah. yeah I went to... Eric's church karaoke night on Thursday lucked out got to the bar and ESPN was already on the TV and I'm like thank god I don't have to be the loser it's like can you can you put on the race cars <laughs> um and so I'm just watching like the broadcast and I'd already tabbed out and the bartender's like are you you uh, you good I'm like yeah why she's like well Bobby most people don't hang out here after you they've tabbed out and I'm just staring at Marco Andretti trying to like hear what he's saying and i'm like yeah no no that's yeah no that makes sense uh i'll just leave now i'm just here watching tv <laughs> you okay bob uh yeah no it's fine okay. i, was, I <laughs> really wanted to see what marco andretti was going to talk about in his interview i was dialed in um and then uh, then i had to leave so tyler p he's got weapons for the last couple weeks um jb farton telling nascar to take their ten thousand dollar fines and anger management classes to shove it up their ass uh, Hickory promoter for continuing to run that place into the ground. Race promoter's son has the entire underbody panned and got DQ'd at Florence for it. So the promoter told the tech man he couldn't tech that. All you got to do is drill holes in it, put plugs in it, and say it's a lead tray. Mm. And uh, Joey Logano for screaming at the tow truck guy. Yes, those are all um, uh, weapon, ones. weapon uh, 
nominees. I don't know what I'm trying to My brain is broken. I'm so fucking uh, tired. Cor- Corey Roussel says, unfortunately, I have to nominate my boy for Weapon of the Week. Not involved in one or two, but six accidents. Wow. That's a day at the races. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is America's day at the races. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Scott with 1T Fowler. Uh, if all the NASCAR Cup drivers had to fight 1v1 elimination style, who is coming out as the champion? I think it would be down to Truex versus McDowell. I don't think Truex would even make it to the final. Yeah, I think McDowell's a scrapper. Yeah, I think McDowell would be. He's a stocky little He's got Jesus too. behind him. Yeah. Didn't he, like, big Jesus Didn't guy. he fight Daniel Suarez on pit road? Yeah, he, like, kind of fucked him up, too, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Kind of. He, yeah, he just kind of got him, like, pinned down. I mean, he had a helmet on, but it is what it is. See, the um, problem is, is that, like, I don't really picture anybody in, like, people used to say Ryan Newman, but even Ryan Newman was kind of small. Like, he's a stocky little shit, but he's, like, shorter than I am, I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't fuck with him still, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I, I who, else, who else is there? I would pay so much money to watch Ryan Newman versus Joey Logano, 1v1 cage yeah, match. Yeah. Oh. I would love to see Tony Stewart come back and just start throwing <laughs> just fucking Fist fight bombs. Yeah. I don't know, like Tony Tony Stewart's are gone, the the Ryan Newmans are gone. I mean, um, if your if your top one choice is Michael McDowell, like what are we what are we doing? What are we talking about? I think Kevin Harvick could scrap. Oh uh, yeah. But he's like old and a dad, so he's probably not gonna fight. That's yeah, just know. I don't think that he he needs to do I don't think he needs to do that anymore. I that's yeah, that is a really wild question because I really don't think any had, of these guys would be that had good. Noah <laughs> actually connected on that. Uh, swing at Daniel Hemrick. Oh, he was um, going down so fucking oh, hard. Yeah, but it's like, well, you missed. So yeah, um, can't, you know, you're you're good at throwing the punch. If, if the other guy didn't catch his against Ross Chastain, Chastain he would have yeah. fucking gone right. down so yeah, hard. Yeah, he'd have punched his fucking teeth back to yeah, the watermelon he just, patch. He'd have smacked that eyeball back in line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next one. Uh, <laughs> that's, how, a, that's a question for you, Bob. Austin Flanagan. How hard is the wall at Wiscasset? Um, it's not soft. That's for sure. Um. So she said, folded up my wheels like fucking tuna cans. Oh, yeah. Can't um, have them. Yeah. No, tough, tough day at the races. Uh, Dakota DeCourcy, uh, weapon nominee, the person who flipped their car over the guardrail on the Mass Pike going southbound yesterday, and the wrecks at Oswego were nasty. Oh, yeah. I never even talked about that. So, uh, one of my favorite pastimes, like when ever since me and Brad sat in my living room and Brad just and started, uh, <sighs> Ever since uh, Brad and I were uh, sitting in my living room watching uh, Flow Racing and just dubbing over and laughing at people that were destroying shit. Uh, those get a lot of play, so I've started doing that uh, more often. And, man, the guys that race 350 Supers at Oswego really, really just like to kill themselves. Um, Ryan Battle in the, in the beginning of the race got sideways, overcorrected it. Dude behind him hits him, launches both of them into the fence, like goes right up over Ryan's car, rips the wing off the thing. Both of them pile the styrofoam. The styrofoam adds such a comedic effect oh to God, a crash. Yeah. I mean, those like me and my cousin Kevin, we're cracking up because this foam blocks the size of refrigerators just 40 feet in the air. <laughs> when when <laughs> those things so go funny. flying, you actually are just like, that is the biggest crash I've ever seen in my entire life. It doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. It could yeah, be a four banger. Yeah, and it could barely knock the bumper cover off, but the fact that there's giant... It's like, it's like the tires <laughs> at Chicago. They just go windshield deep. It's like, no, it's fine. Yeah, and I'm not, like, I'm not exaggerating. They are the size of your average standard home refrigerator. <laughs> they weigh like eight pounds. Like, you can just pick one up and carry it away. It, it's kind of funny, but... It adds just such a cartoonish effect. Um, and then later on, uh, Jason Spaulding and Kyle Perry make contact. Um, Jason Spaulding just changed lanes in the middle of the straightaway. Now, Kyle wasn't really up on him. 
enough for him to know, but it was such an aggressive lane change. Like the straightaways are 300 feet long and he made the lane change in about three feet, all of it at once. A ton now. Good luck everybody else. Hooked himself. He hits the wall head on. The thing does like a cartwheel and is like nose down into the ground. Kyle spins out across the track. Tyler Thompson hits him. He flips into the inside wall, almost smokes a safety worker. That's holding the flag. Uh, a couple more dudes come piling in and wreck. It was just a rad crash. Absolute <laughs> chaos. Plane crash, shit everywhere, <laughs> debris. Um, there was no survivors. Oh, fucking hate it for the guys back at the shop. <laughs> uh, Slim also said, uh, some guy decided to drive off a bridge today in Springfield on Interstate 91. I think he might win. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, no shortage of uh, weapons, unfortunately. You should not drive your car off the bridge on the interstate. Yeah, that's not... That's not really what you're looking for. Um, Will Sweat also says, so listening to Bobby has piqued my interest in super modified racing. Going fast is cool, but just appears to be F1 on an oval. Sure is. Uh, sure false. is. That's absolutely false. F1 cars have starters and can self-propel themselves. <laughs> they actually need crew members to start them. Yeah, they have, it's enough. like an indie car with a back yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's even... What, what are we going on here? No, nah, we just got a little bit of a cord tangle, but uh, oh, we're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> been like that the whole show you guys have been touching cords the whole time yeah mm. uh yeah no they're pretty much formula one cars uh I actually that's uh, i wrote that on facebook about three weeks ago and uh, when i was at oxford i said hillbilly formula one cars at oxford tonight what does rusty call him formula one indiana cars uh yeah I don't something know. stupid like that <laughs> his dumb ass they go out in the first practice and did he, he, did he go firewall deep again he put like you're supposed to run like 120 140 pounds of air in the wing to regulate your they're gonna say the tires i was like that doesn't sound right. no the tires would literally explode <laughs> um so he i think they ran out of air so they just put like 40 pounds in the wing and the wing was flipped right over backwards which makes the cars drive really really unstable <laughs> That's called a, a flight at that point. To the point where John Ashley was one of the officials after like three laps was like, hey, let's allow Black Flag to 70. Let's get him off the racetrack before he kills himself. <laughs> Rusty was like, yeah, I appreciate that. That was a, that thing was a handful. I bet it was. <laughs> You're kidding. He's literally trying to do take a lift off down the backstretch. Uh, you fucking meatball. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Do we want to do with meat is just such a good fucking insult. insult. Oh, yeah. Do we want to do Jeff's in the other show? I think so. Probably. Be a good Who are we doing? Um, Jeff Brown is a uh, Patreon question oh, that would be uh, pretty well suited for the other show. The other show. Good conversation. Which, if you're starter. looking to listen to that, go over to Patreon and subscribe for four dollars and sixty nine cents a month. Nice. And you can listen to the next show that we're gonna yeah. Do. You get an extra show a month. Um, I want to for one of them coming up figure out which I'm clueless about all this stuff. I don't know how any of it works, but I want to have like Chat GPT write us an episode and we just read it. Mm. And that's uh, it. No, yeah, nothing else. Yeah. No ad lib. Nothing. Yeah. So can uh, we get it to like read itself too? Probably. Can we just I, take a week off. Have it write its own show. I, see what happens. I just want to. I want it to write it so that we can read it and interpret it like we're reading a script. Um, but yeah, no, four sixty nine a month. Nice. You can ask questions. There's got to be someone that listens to this that knows somebody or has a program that can somehow listen to all of our shows and then write an episode. Yeah. That 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 software does exist. Right. I'm Ke- sure somebody can figure Keaton it out. Keaton Patty is a comedian, and he kind of went viral a few years ago because he would uh, t- tweet about this stuff. He would say, I forced a, a bot to watch uh, nine hours of Wendy's commercials, and it wrote its own Wendy's commercial, and they were, like, horrifically bad. <laughs> like, it made no sense, and they were so fucking funny. Uh-huh. I might actually find one and read it on the patreon show tonight perfect yeah and if you're uh, if you do want to go over and subscribe on patreon we obviously are going on to week two of the race pool um for the patreon pals for a 300 grand prize of merchandise uh and 
you you missed week one, but you can still start week two, and uh, you'll just get a, a last place finish for week one, which isn't you're not out of it because uh, the winner last last uh, first half, I guess, Josh Ireland missed two weeks or maybe three, honestly, um, and still won the thing. So uh, a couple more weeks, you can still join in uh, after week three. Probably uh, you might might not want to, uh, might not be worth your time, but you can join, play along, um, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about. The, the people that do good we'll try to do talk about the people that do the goodest so um we uh, we do have a long time uh friend of the program uh someone that has helped us immensely someone whose work we have hanging all around the studio right now who uh does have some cool shit to promote and uh we uh, I, I talked to him last evening he said he was going to uh reach out to me with a, a little bit of an ad read or, or something like that along those lines but uh didn't get that uh, paragraph, so uh, I think that uh, we we got this hooked up. I think it's a perfect time to try out our new phone system and see if uh, if we can get Daniel Eugene on the line to talk about uh, what he's got going on. Uh, That's that in, guy uh, in Stafford, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll give him a call starting right about fucking now. We gonna get the ring and everything too? Oh sure, yeah. Mind you, folks, we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Is he here? Yeah. I was going to say, I don't have an iPhone. Hello? Hello? How we doing, pal? <laughs> Hi. How goes Hello, it? Pals. How goes it, Daniel Eugene? You're on the air, by the way. We're recording you right now. Oh, it's nice to be on the air. Yeah? How's, um, it, how's it feel? Is it is it a bucket list item for you? It's it's sort of good. I don't have any air signs in my chart, in my astrological chart. So, like, I guess you guys are giving me my, my air sign. You're giving me... Uh, you're giving me uh, that that element that is generally absent from my character. So yeah, if, yes, I, if we're being honest, you're, I think there's three of us here that have absolutely no idea what any of that means. Um, yeah, but, that's but that I'm being sure said, the people who say they know what it means don't know what it means either. But yeah, it's, it's all just fun. a scam. They're all frauds. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that being said, you have something pretty cool uh, that you want to promote, right? What's going on? Yeah, I just uh, so um, you know so I I take pictures very well um, sometimes very goodly um, and uh, I also print pictures I do do a lot of printing do my own printing I I, I I like doing that I'm all about the paper trail it's very important to me um, in this digital age and uh, I I um, I printed an exhibition of photographs twenty one printed photographs and frames them myself and they are hanging on main street in stafford springs about a stone's throw from the racetrack um norm a lot of you, when you enter stafford towards a lot of people go around the little roundabout and you go through this cute little main street town and there is a cidery on your left hand side um and they make all of their own ciders it's pretty cool it's uh it's called stafford cidery and they have a gallery wall and i got connected with jody who is the owner of that fine establishment and i uh hung 21 photographs uh framed on the wall there and fuck yeah yeah it's it's absolutely rad um it was a great opportunity for me to collaborate with a small business um and like a lot of what I like to do with my photographs is like sort of take it as an opportunity or engage the opportunity to sort of um, uh, get this thing that we do 
as race fans which is go to the races and 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 be that 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 type of crazy person who is who is a uh, um uh race fan type people and show other people who might never go and the cool thing about this the cool thing about downtown stafford is like they've really gotten on board with the speedway every friday when stafford's hosting a race they put up checkered flags and um it's a really good relationship between the track and the actual town so this sort of adds to that in a way and it gives i really am trying to get people to just swing in and check it out a because hard cider is delicious and their signature hard cider that they make in-house is called crazy cock so like of course it is (laughs) of course it is (laughs) a a chicken reference i'm sure it's actually like it's like a cinnamon hard cider so it's like it has like an element of fireball to it like if you took an angry orchard and put a shot of fireball in it that's actually um, called angry balls at some bars around here yeah 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 and it sort of has like a methamphetamine effect (laughs) (laughs) no i think it's just the same people that do meth it's a little different (laughs) yeah indeed i've definitely rolled downhill so so uh one more time where where can this be found at and when again because coming from uh myself and bradley we have a quite a few daniel eugene originals uh hanging in the house here in the compound i've got a what am i chopped liver bobby has some too i guess he wants to be included um but uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, you uh you sent a, a very very uh one of my favorite gifts of all time you sent uh Lindsay and I, a nice little uh, a shot from last year at the 250 of uh, her and I next to the race car, but you know, pre-baby. Uh, so that was really cool. It's hanging up in our living room right now. So, again, one more time, when and where can all these people find uh, some of the Daniel Eugene originals that maybe later on they can get some prints of? Yeah, absolutely. So, once again, 21 printed and framed photographs hanging at Stafford Cidery on Main Street in Stafford Springs. The show is hanging as we speak and it will be hanging through august 9th and you can visit it anytime during regular business hours which is like like late i think it's like four to ten or four to nine like thursday friday saturday sunday but i would recommend checking out their website or just like just so basically when you're going to stafford on a friday they're open and swing in and check it out you know, or make 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 a make a special trip for it. I think it's worth it. It's worth seeing sort of this thing we do and can sometimes take for granted because we're surrounded by it. And we do it all the time. It's great to see it out of context and in a different space. And uh, I, I spent a lot of time creating a little narrative out of um, the 21 images. And I think it, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's worth, it's worth checking out for sure. Fuck yeah, pal. Well, we, we appreciate everything that you do. Uh, we want to support you in any way that we can. So thanks for hopping on this phone call here with us, promoting that. And uh, also for anybody who doesn't know, Daniel Eugene also has his own Patreon of his own. Uh, so if you're looking to support everything that he does, head on over to uh, Daniel Eugene on Patreon as well too. And uh, maybe uh, give him some tips and stuff to help continue this journey that he's on by giving us probably some of the most top-notch photos in the racing industry my so most my most liked photo on hinge is the one that daniel eugene took of me at beechridge the night it closed fuck yeah so <laughs> thank you daniel we love you uh we're gonna wrap up the show here and uh maybe we'll come check out your stuff hey i really appreciate the call and i'm gonna get back to 
two SRX races and a four day Loudon weekend editing away. It's well, good. we look, we look, we look good. forward to seeing what you come up with, pal. Absolutely. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye guys. Love I was that guy. I, yeah. Love fantastic. Uh, also super pumped that our audio worked because uh, before we started, right. So he plugged in the phone for some reason, it felt like the micro only my microphone was working, which made it really hard for Bobby or Charlie to talk to someone, which is kind of why I remained mute. I was kind of playing with some levels and just making sure everything was going to go right. And as planned. Um, but uh, no, Daniel called me last night and, uh, Told me about everything that he had going on with that and uh, how he had uh, a bunch of people, you know, say, you know, congratulations or, you know, I, I saw that thing that, you, you know, you're doing and, you know, how cool it was. And he's like, well, did you go check it out? And they're like, no. And he's like, OK, well, like I put a lot of time and money and uh, effort into this. So uh, and I, he didn't he completely left out that uh, at least on our car last night that uh, it was at a cidery where you can actually drink as well. So that's pretty cool. I mean, maybe he said it was the cidery, but us, really. maybe it just kind of went in one ear out the other. We're actually in the middle, Amanda and I, in, of, uh, of uh, mini golf, a little mm. putt-putt game mm. And uh, when, he, when he called me. so Also, uh, like anybody who hasn't – I mean, going to the racetrack is one thing, but like little downtown Stafford is like a beautiful area too. Yeah. So uh, just go check that out. Uh, support Daniel Jean. He's one of the – you know one of the few that we have that that's kind of part of the show. And he is a diehard race fan um, through and through. He does all this stuff a, a lot of times out of pocket. He doesn't get a ton of support um, from every single racetrack. So again, head on over to his Patreon, give him a tip, uh, whatever it is that you, you can help uh, help him with his endeavors and adventures. Cause uh, he really does have top notch quality content. Um, we've all been beneficiaries of uh, his picture taking skills and editing skills, and uh, he does he does phenomenal work. So uh, he's also for hire, I believe, too. If you want to uh, see what he can do for you for some personal uh, personal photo edits and stuff like that, he's uh, certainly one of the, if not the guy for the job. Yeah, and I was gonna say I did mention to him uh, last night on the phone call, but uh, there there is, uh, and he wanted to, you know. Basically, he was inquiring on sponsoring our show, and I was kind of just like, "Man, you don't need to. Absolutely you don't need not. to sponsor us at all." Because uh, with, with what you do, uh, there's a lot of nights that we have at the racetrack that we otherwise would not remember. Or even if it's like something that has absolutely nothing to do with alcohol, you're just at the racetrack. Either Bobby's racing, Charlie's racing. He, I'm, you know, with a bunch of friends that I don't see often. I don't have. Uh, there, I think honestly, he's taken four or five pictures of my dad and I at the racetrack in the last year or two, year and a half even. And those are like the only pictures that we've taken in the last like two. And they're they're obviously professional prints, so they're they're fantastic. He, he is so fucking good at capturing the moment you never knew was important, mm. which until is after the fact. Which is why I wanted. I can't wait he, for that loud. He's so fucking clutch at that. Like yeah. literally right behind you, there is a picture of us in the Oxford two fifty parking lot or Oxford Plains Speedway parking lot two fifty weekend, in the back of Margaret's truck, and there's just a whole gaggle of us. Mm. And if we were now two, three years removed from that, we would have never remembered that just, that ever happened. Just the Oxford 250 that he stayed with us was worth the money we paid alone. I mean, we should have paid him more. There's one of my favorite photos. Bradley and I are belted. And, uh, <laughs> he looks like all disheveled, but he's smiling and I just look pissed and I got my arm around him. And it's just like you said, it captures a moment. I don't know what the moment was. I look like a very disappointed dad. Um, yeah. scolding his mm. son who's having the time of his life the, the, the picture the, the golf cart the, there's a too, picture yeah. there's a picture up above uh up above kate ray right now that uh is hanging to the kind of right of our studio which is 
um, the we're all on a golf cart. I think there's six of us or seven of us. It's mostly and just my ass. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie's jumping on the back, and I believe that's Marcus up there having a dart and just breathing the smoke straight up into the sky. And it literally looks like he's like howling at the moon. It looks fucking badass. And uh, yeah, we did get. But like the same thing with, so I I mentioned while we were talking to him, but he literally sent me like a canvas print. It's fucking beautiful of just a picture of Lindsay and I standing next to the race car, kind of like it would just kind of embracing each other. And I didn't even remember that moment specifically happening, but it's one of the coolest pictures of all time. And he literally addressed it to chase when he sent it in the mail. So it's like, you know, your parents, you know, pre pre baby, it's technically chases, but it's hanging up in the living room. It's, it's fucking pretty cool. So, um, he does a hell of a job. He's literally one, one of the, if not the best in the league, I, I can't wait to get our new studio figured out so we can get all these pictures out and just dusted off and hung up because like we so any any photographer that ever goes to the usa speedway right um i think i think the people that listen to this that take photos and stuff they they know who our friends are technically um or people that support the show people that have had bfp stickers on their car and anytime you can get a picture in front of a car of a car a friend of the program specifically going in front of the banner. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we, we have, got, we have like 10 of the same photo with different yeah, cars. Yeah. yeah. We had, we have DG 12, we have Kate Ray, we have Jake Johnson. Um, Just and then there's a gaggle, a, there's of, a gaggle of act cars, I yeah. believe going by. There's um, me. And Bobby's Bob. yeah. Bob, Bob's up there as well. The three of us actually. No, no, there's a, there's a really small one of oh, Bob going past yeah, our yeah. banner as well. And then there's, yeah, there's one of us uh, all enjoying a moment with the DG12 crew. So, <laughs> yeah, I look like I'm really holding court in that picture. Actually, you are, I, yeah. Just, yeah. I just realized we have a lot of cool shit down here. We do. Yeah. 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 We got, uh, well, so we, we got some Jeremy original drawings. Yeah, We've got Jeremy's mini cup here, trophy. Yeah. We've got the trophy that uh, DG12 gave me down in Florida. Yeah. All sorts of pictures. That We've got Seacoast yeah. RV a lot hats. Of cool shit. We do uh, have Seacoast RV, do have hats. RV hats. Yeah. Shout out to Seacoast RV. They're yeah. a great sponsor of mine. Giving yeah. you guys some some hats. I have they hooked me up 32 with, uh, of their hats. They hooked me up with uh, opening and closing my camper too. So mm. we like a Seacoast RV. They can stay shameless for sure. plug there. Yeah. Yeah. No, they can stay. We like a Seacoast. Yeah. So what uh, what do we got going on this weekend? Bartlett, uh, Bartlett go-karts on Friday. Uh, again, if it doesn't rain. Um, hopefully it doesn't. I would like to have a go-kart race. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would better. So when I was talking earlier, like, so like I kind of map, like I'm not the greatest with money by any means, but like you kind of map out like, all right, I'm going to do Bartlett on Fridays and then the Lee thing and whatever. And you kind of, you know, figure out how much extra money you might have throughout the week. I've literally done three shows all year. Mm-hmm. We've done two go-kart races and I did, or I guess four, I did Lee twice now. Yeah. So it's like that's a lot of fucking extra money that I just don't have. That I was yeah, having yeah. The it rain, is. the rain, um, can just fuck right off. I think we've had like a, I don't know. We've got a whole day now. So last, maybe, last maybe, two days we're going to Last week was uh, especially tough because it was like nice for the majority of the week, and then like Friday, just all of a sudden, just pop up storm and go karts canceled. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like I fully was like, oh, I owe someone. We, we have not had. This. I don't think a, a full week of not rain. Right. Yeah. And that's not even exaggerating. I really don't think that we've had seven consecutive days of no rain. Yeah. Since no, summer been, started, it's been uh, been pretty pretty ridiculous. I will say, I did um, actually. So. Right as we were starting the show, um, I got a phone call from like one of those family members that you don't ever hear from. And when you do, it's like, oh, my God, like something absolutely tragic has happened. 
And then I just looked at, so I've had my phone to undisturbed. So like if my phone was blowing up, like I wasn't going to see it until after the show. And I just looked and uh, it was just uh, someone asking if I wanted to go to Richmond this weekend for the cup race. And uh, I'm not, I don't really want to do that, but um, no, no, I don't, it's not that. I don't know that I'm going to be doing uh, much NASCARing. Um, maybe, 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 maybe Wiscasset, but uh, doesn't sound too promising. Um, yeah, I got, I got the weekend off, which is good. Um, probably going to be spending both days. Um, Fixing old Humpty Dumpty after he yeah. uh, <laughs> fell, fell off the wall or whatever. Then yeah. I hit the wall so hard that the wing board like hit the top of the wall and oh, got tough and busted up. That's just a kick in the dick after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> now I uh, go karts Friday. Yeah, Rusty's gonna run Wiscasset Saturday night, so I was thinking about busting up there too. But um, yeah. not a bad thing for them. They start at five, which is rad, but it's an hour, a little over an hour drive, and that means I'd have to leave my house at like three thirty, and it's almost too early for me to go. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say I actually don't think I'm gonna be able to make it. We were uh, we were talking about going to Wisconsin too, potentially on Saturday too. Uh, maybe support old Jacoby Thacker and the uh, Pro Four fucking Allison Legacy Cigars, whatever they call them, and then uh, also yeah, Russell's racing. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll have to clown mount son of a bitch a couple times on mm-hmm. Saturday and see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, go-karts Friday, too. So, um, episode 229? 229. See you next Tuesday? Yep. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car. <laughs> <laughs>